Probably. Probably. To Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. I am back in the country. I have rejoined Andy Wood. Yes, yes. And Jesse Case. Yes, yes, yes. And, and that music you just heard, we that was a listener. Well, several listeners sent that in. Yeah. They made that. Nate Wilson, Michael Lear, Chris Peters, and Jeff Price put a lot more time and effort into doing a thing than really is necessary. And we, <laughs> that's and, ridiculous. And, that's great. And they are in a group, of course, They're called. The, the Kinky Fingers. Or, or maybe it's called the William Wallaces. Their SoundCloud is the William Wallaces, right. but they're, they're out of Denver. And I think Kinky Fingers is a great, you know, Denver group name. Um, uh, our buddy Ben Roy is in Spells in Denver. I don't know he's a musician. Ben? Yeah. Yeah, he's like an, he's a singer in like a punk group. That Spells. Makes, makes total sense. Makes total, they're a very garagey, um, you know, Jay Retard-esque no, if, I like if it. If you will. Um, so, uh, you know, do a show with those guys. Say, we'll send you down. We'll send you down. Kinky Fingers. Kinky yeah. Fingers. Yeah. <laughs> and also the and gauntlet has been thrown down. Any other listeners, right, there exactly. you go. That's it's a, your... It's a pretty, it's a pretty big... Uh, they set a high bar. Yeah. And, and three of those guys work at an engineering firm. So, extra science and music coming together. And Nate Wilson, who emailed in the song, made a point of saying, for the record, Steely Dan, top three bands ever. He's got my back. Right. So... Well, good taste. Oh, and Michael Lear, okay. who was one of the Kinky Fingers, also donated this week. So thank you, Michael. We got a, a donation from a Kinky Finger. So you guys both gave us money and also gave us joy. Too much. It's, too much, I say. You are too giving. I um, don't know how to show our thanks. Enough. I do take it as a personal challenge, obviously. Uh, you, you having composed our original theme. Having composed the, the original theme song. Yeah. Uh, but that was sort of a vocoder, 80s, cheesy synth thing. Right. Now we got the country western thing going. So I'm going to pick another genre. Or should we put it to our listeners? To pick Let's put genre. it to our listeners. But, you know, I'm, I'm doing one. I'm totally going to okay. do one. Yeah. So why don't you tweet at Probably Science with a suggested genre to uh, repurpose, to reimagine our theme song. In which to reimagine our theme song. And um, other donors. And by the way, anyone who wants to donate, it really helps us out. It helps us run this show. You can go to probablyscience.com and you can click on the donate button. Uh, we also have to thank uh, Luke Gamage or Gamage. I'm not entirely sure how it's pronounced. Uh, he, he didn't give a pronunciation guy, but he did say to tell Stu I love him. Mm. Okay, so we we'll will do it. We'll do it, Luke. We will do that. We will just say Luke loves you. I still don't face. think he knows what a podcast is. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no, we're not going to tell him who Luke is. We'll just tell him Luke loves you. Well, we've gotten. I mean, we've gotten questions before, obviously, Andy, about um, how many people come over to watch that. <laughs> when we say we're doing a podcast, that. that came secondhand. That came back through the landlord. Like he, yeah. he tattled on us to the owner of the house who lives in Nashville. Yeah, and then that guy had called me to ask because he had a picture of just this like this Greek theater in the backyard. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we could just tell him how many people listen to the podcast every week and just Blow let him assume mind. that yeah, all twenty are crammed into the house. Yeah, uh, it would be uh, yeah. I think we're probably down to 17 since you were out of town. Uh, that's yeah. true. Um, no, I was listening. I was downloading listening. Oh, okay. Uh, we also have to thank Caroline Laker, who has a recurring fee set up. That came through. And a Munich donor, Ooh. Florian Grocher or Gro- Gro- Grosch? Grochet. Well, let's, okay, Munich. I would say Grochet, except that's not, that would be like French or something. Grosch. Right? 
G-R-O-C-H-E. However you pronounce it, Florian, thank Grosh. you so much for your donation. We appreciate that a lot. And if you don't um, have the scratch to... Was he from the movie Munich? Or is he from... Yes, he lives inside of the movie Munich. No, it's just it's just Florian Grosch from Munich. You know, it'd be no. I put that in. This is like my shorthand. I put in the document. Okay, looking at. this isn't from PayPal. I just looked over that. What? No, it'd be like it'd be like I just didn't know if that was his signature. Like real cocky. No, no, no. That's you just know? I was summarizing where these donors are from. Really? <laughs> George Clooney from the. Uh, <laughs> George, I figured we knew George what Clooney from Gravity. <laughs> I figured we knew what movie. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. This is like a friend of Eric Bana. Um, and if you don't have the money to donate via PayPal through our site, you can also go to the Amazon link before shopping on Amazon. That helps us a lot. I've spent five hundred dollars in the last week on on what unnecessary things for Burning Man. You have five hundred dollars, <laughs> and for four of those five hundred dollars, I forgot to even go to our link first. Are you serious? Yeah. So I'm like, if I'm forgetting, then there's our listeners are definitely forgetting. So whenever you think when you're on Amazon, just find some way to create a mnemonic device so you realize, oh wait, before I buy anything on Amazon, I should go to this link so that we get a kickback because it costs you no extra money. Well, See, so you, you spent five hundred dollars on Burning Man stuff. Yeah, I'm from Amazon. I'm an idiot. Yes, what? I mean a lot of it is stuff that I will also use. In a lot of it's camping related things that I will and like clothing. I bought some boots. Like obviously your your crazy. steampunk monocle. Right. I bought yeah. I bought goggles that I was just uh, crazy gluing the vents on shut so that dust storms won't sure get in there. Yeah. Sure. It's I'm an idiot. This is a horrible idea, and it's a it's a money. It's, I'm just hemorrhaging money for this. Thing. It's very expensive. You've yeah, you've, you've run me through the numbers. It's very expensive. Not not worth it. Um, by the way, if you're listening to this now, I am at Burning Man, uh, so you couldn't be there also because you wouldn't have a cell phone signal to listen to it. So I don't even know why I'm saying this. But uh, if you're coming the last weekend, I guess, and you want to meet up again, my camp is at 5:30 and a. Come by Camp Heart and Soul. Oh, I hate myself for saying that. Jesus, Andy. And look out for. Uh just just look for someone who's naked and look, resembles a podcaster. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, past guests of the show, Moshe Kasher and Jordan Morris, will also be there. Oh, Jordan's so, going to be there. Yep. Okay. All right. Nice. Um, we should introduce our guest. We yes, should. We should. It's been too long. Yes. Uh, this is someone I, we've tried, I've wanted to get on the show for a while. Someone I know, I've known for many years. Many and years. And I feel bad for blocking those attempts. I. <laughs> that's, on, that's on me. You know, um, we, we uh, of course, have our history. Somebody Turbulent. had to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, originally a UK-based stand-up comic, and now an LA-based comedy writer. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, the excellent Mr. Adrian Poynton. Hello. How are you, man? I'm good, man. It's good. I'm glad we finally managed to do this. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, Adrian, we always ask our guests this before we get started. What, if anything, is your background in science? I've got so little. I enjoy the books of Carl Sagan. That's, that's a good start. That's good. More good than most guests. More, there yeah. you go. That's, yeah, that's my thing. Uh, not so much the novel. Novel? Novels? Novel. Contact? Just Contact? What is the only I one, maybe? Know. I don't know. I think everything else is proper. Did you read proper. Contact? No. So okay. I can't even say that. I saw the film. That's what a terrible start. Did you read it? No. No, I didn't. I'm just, yes, just throwing opinions around. <laughs> but wow. if the film based on it is no good. Right. Then- Do you know what? After saying that, I thought to myself, do you know what? It's not actually that bad when you rewatch it. You know, so, I agree with you. And a lot of people think, fuck contact. Right. I think it's all right. I saw it in the cinema, I think, when I was a lot younger. God knows when that came out. And I thought it was really tedious. And having watched it again, I thought, oh, this is quite good. And there's actual content here. But, you sure. know. I didn't know that it was disliked. I thought it was... 
I think contact is fairly universally disliked. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it's really people throw things at it in, in like the grocery market and stuff. <laughs> is it just because not a lot happens? Like there isn't a big. It's well, very slow. You yeah. you have to pretend that Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey are fucking have, have chemistry. <laughs> that's a, that's a, you have to pretend they have romantic chemistry and are laying in bed, not yeah. both about to vomit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I totally want to be here. I love you, Matt. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. You're so hot, Jody. <laughs> um, Mr. McConaughey, thank you for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last night, surprisingly good, Jody. Yeah, Foster. that's really thank you. Good. Who knew you already I, had that in him? I'm only doing those four words, and <laughs> that, that way I'll go out on the high note. People think I can do more. And that's, last night, uh, when your penis was in my panic room, I was <laughs> <laughs> really. That's what she calls it. Yes. Yeah, it's her panic room. Okay, that was ridiculous. Um, but when you were in school, Adrian, yeah. Science classes, yeah. anything you enjoyed? Um, yeah, I kind of enjoyed chemistry. I thought that was pretty cool. And then uh, <laughs> I remember now I was banned from the science lab for uh, four or five weeks because at one point a teacher left a room and I, I another boy started – this is sounding like a massively homoerotic story – but another boy started chasing me around the, the science lab. So sure. I saw – I'm a very tall man, so I hurdled one of the science benches just as, just as <laughs> she walked back yeah. in. And obviously, rather sensibly, th- made me not – allowed to be in there for i think it was a month or something like that the both of us had to stand outside during registration so, so there you go so something just wow. just to be clear when everything was when the kids were doing the experiments in in the class you would just stand outside and yeah. stare forlornly at the door for a little bit yeah for four weeks which was you know i mean it's quite yeah. a long time like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's really but there's chemicals and stuff that i shouldn't have been doing that as a 13 year old boy I should have known better by then I guess so you were over 6 foot as a 13 year old oh god yeah I'm 6 foot 6 now so I was sorry I said that like there was some sort of system that I could go back and work that out (laughs) if if I'm 6 foot 6 now at 13 I must have been (laughs) (laughs) divide by 6 and then dog years let's work it out now because this is my age and when I was 0 years old I would have been about half a foot right so proportionately (laughs) it makes it linear yeah. yeah Um, yeah, I was like six two, six three at that sort of age. Do you really think you were that tall at thirteen? Yeah, I really. Yeah, I really do. I, wow. I was definitely uh, six or over. Definitely. That's when. When did it start happening? When did it? I mean, there had to be a sprouting. Yeah, I remember there was a period of time when I'm. I remember that my shoe size in UK size was always the same size as my age. So between about <laughs> seven and thirteen, okay, which I am now as a thirteen shoe size, I was. And that has continued. Yeah. Now I can't drive a car. My shoes are so big. <laughs> it's wow. ludicrous. But uh, luckily you can walk everywhere in seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Just striding <laughs> around the country. That's how it works. <laughs> yeah. I'll just pop back over from England. Just three steps and I'm here. Just a freak luckily Olympic you're just, swimmer. Your massive feet just float on water. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Basically what we're saying is I'm the new Jesus, but it's uh, it's a Bigfoot thing. What is a 13 in American sizes? It's, it's off like by a, one. It's, it's like, like 14. 14. That's yeah. pretty big. It's a big shoe. Why is that? Why why are they different? I do not know. No idea. Lack of communication in the period of time. By the time it's sent to send a letter, people had started making shoes, I think, in the time when they decided it. Well, how old are shoe sizes? Oh, older than letters <laughs> in my... Theories. Well, no, I mean old... Well, no, I don't in, know. In the 1800s, shoes were only made in one size. Well, no, Matt. <laughs> see, <laughs> see, what you're doing right now is you're... you're you have me kind of bent over a table there, but... 
I think you. you so you enjoy that conversation, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no, I was I was super into it. I was super into it. Um, no, I mean you'd be a cobbler. Yeah, you know, you'd and you'd cobble. Sure, you'd cobble together shoes. Yeah. <laughs> now those shoes, I would assume, would be pretty much made to fit because you'd go to the cobbler and you'd say, "Hey, that's what I mean." Cobbles, when 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 did shoes, shoes become right. a universal system? I guess did, at some point when yeah, they, when did they just made on mass? Start making the shoes and then like in in specific size and go. Just assuming that someone will fit them. Is it done by our shoe sizes divvied up by the age of the Guatemalan kid that made them? You know, is that when it went like a like a six, a set? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was going to say this is perfect for an upcoming installment of probably boring history. Yeah, but uh, well, when you. I googled it. The second article that came up was titled "the the interesting history of shoe sizes." There you so go, Andy. There you go. It's always there interesting. You go. It's interesting. Um, have you ever experienced wanting to buy a beautifully designed footwear displayed at your local shoe store only to end up discovering there's no available shoe size for you? Ah, oh, yes! the worst. I hate shoe stores. <laughs> the worst They're my feeling. As, as a 13 slash 14 American, they are the bane of my existence. Because right. I was walking and go, oh, that's nice, that's nice. Oh, I'd like that. Have you got anything over an 11? No, and I'm out. Well, I'm a 13 and a half right. American. Sure. I'm not as tall as, as you by any means. I have freakishly disproportionate feet. I've never grown into them. My whole life, I've, I have had freaky feet. Um... And yeah, it sucks. You can't. Yeah, but as a result, you are able to lean forward at an impressive angle at all times. <laughs> I can get an acute angle from the ground. Oh, yeah, I can we, do that. Can do that we, uh, we were yeah, used as uh, we were both used as dancers in the Smooth Criminal video yeah. by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, you guys, different regions around the globe follow certain measuring standards when determining shoe sizes. Historically, during the Roman civilization, shoemakers at that time used a barley corn to measure feet when making a sandal. <laughs> Good lord! I might be. They might be making this up. I'm just reading it. it was what the a first Google. Uh, <laughs> Use a barley an inch, corn. An inch, well, you know how it's know commonly it. known that all barley corns are exactly <laughs> right. the same size. One of all things, as well, to go. That's the thing to use. Not let's use this piece of wood. You know what's weird? Let's use some if barley. I, if I was ever at a bar and someone just in a metaphor or something. Oh, by the way, and we told you before, you would see our roommate walk by naked. There he is. He's naked. No, 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 not really. Yeah, he is. No, there he is. Um, oh my god, you're, gonna, you're joking right now. Oh, no, he's wearing. Shorts. He's wearing shorts. Oh, okay, well, he's behind enough. the counter. Um, can, I, can I finish this? Yes. Because an, yeah. inch, an inch as we know it would have been made up of the total length of three barley corns. <laughs> <laughs> this article, there's no way this is. I'm not going to I'm not going to put this in the site oh. because uh, always Google trust purposes. Google. Yes. Um, at the reign of King Edward of England, he, did, he signed a royal decree. <laughs> he hated barley corn. Twenty-four, making barley corn a unit of measurement. <laughs> <laughs> This can't be real. In making sizes of shoes. <laughs> you can measure your feet and your uh, cereal. In from then on in England, sizes of shoes are derived from the length of barley corns. <laughs> For on. example, a 39 barley corn size would be equivalent to our size 13 shoe. I'm what? a 39 barley corn. <laughs> 39 barley, barley corn is a good country western band name, by the way. 39 barley, barley corn could play with sticky fingers. Of course. Um, there, there is that thing, Kinky though. fingers. Kinky fingers. Yes. Sticky fingers. Sticky Whichever fingers. That's a, that's, a, that's a kinky fingers uh, tribute band. Is I... Um, oh, if if anyone out out there, okay. Real quick segue into the crazy ass past of Jesse Case, which is I guess I suppose we're constantly re- revealing. Um, I lost my, I, I became a man with a woman. Okay, lost my um, to a vinyl of Sticky Fingers on a wobbly RPM. <laughs> Terrifying. <laughs> Wild horses <laughs> couldn't drag me away. <laughs> Just the worst carnival uh, wow. sounds. <laughs> Hot studio apartment with no air conditioning, middle of summer. It's terrible. 
It's pretty badass, though, also. I mean, like, you kind of know it is. It's a classic album. It's, like, way a better A wobbly than... RPM, anything, is <laughs> okay. bad. Was, bad. It, was it because the hate coming off the loving was warping? <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. It warped the belt. Yeah, right. Um, uh, but that was, that was a, that's a brutal memory. So, yeah, uh, in answer to your question, Andy, yeah, I've always been pretty tall. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> there is a thing, like, imperial... <laughs> How many barley corn would you yeah. say you are? Because <laughs> you've got to be 5,000 barley corn. <laughs> I'm a field's worth. This is like Smurf measurements. You know, they're three apples tall. This, can't be, this website, also the URL, should have tipped me off because it's idigwebsites.hubpages.com. Oh, my God. A reputable, reputable yes. history source, idig yes. website. It is uh-huh. vaguely plausible, though, because there, there is, when the, you find out... It's vaguely plausible. No, no, it, So's anything that you can measure. But imperial measurements, <laughs> which people... Largely in America and also to an extent in the UK, are stubbornly clinging onto rather than switching to SI units that make perfect right. sense. We know, we know. Yeah, we uh, are where aware. Everything sure, but- kind of works out not, but th- those ones are based on absurd things. Like, oh, the, this is oh, the yeah. width of a dog's tongue. <laughs> it's yeah. just. But we are getting that information off a website. That if you email them back, you have to send it to an earthlink dot address. <laughs> yeah. you know? Sure. They send it back in a postcard. So according to this poorly written article on this suspect site, uh, in the U.S., <laughs> the same concept of barley cord measurement was also in use, but varies with the traditional English sizes when it comes to the starting point of measurement, which is one rather than zero. Different barley corn over here. Ah. The, uh, oh, that- so hang on. Yeah, so Americans start at one, we start at zero. That makes sense. Americans but why would you still even don't have know to the- consider where you which, start? By the Nobody's way, Americans got a one also foot. do with floor numbering. You guys have zero floors? Yeah, in if you go to mm. in a UK hotel, the first floor is a level up from the ground. It'll be ground floor and the first floor. That's more Whereas sound, but in American hotels the first floor tends to be room yeah, the, yeah. Um, hey man, America's only level. got one ground zero. We don't appreciate you talking about it. <laughs> Do you guys have the uh, silly 13th floor superstition also or is that just here? Yeah, I think I, th- I don't know. I, th- I think there's a 13th floor on In a lot of hotels. Sure. A surprising sure. number I'll tell you what we don't steer, have, a, they, a star yeah. next to the lobby on the button. So you, you Well, if, everyone's if got that. I know, and everyone's got you, the lobby star. Come we, on. No, we've not got it in, in Britain. You, no. you don't have it. That's no. a genuinely useful in, innovation. It's I great. That's it's not, when, when, once yeah. you see it, you realize you haven't had it. That's when you realize it's good. It's like a yeah. schoolgirl uh, uniform fetish. Yeah. You're like, I didn't know I was into that. I didn't know. Same wow. thing with the star. Yeah. yeah. Star, yeah. Lobby, star elevator button. Somebody told me. By the way, it keeps you out of basements. Yep. Hey! <laughs> Somebody told me a great thing about uh, elevators the other day, and I don't know if it's true of all elevators, but because when uh, the sort of fire service and police and that need to get to a floor, immediately there's a system that you can do in the way you press the buttons that will take you straight to the floor you want and ignore all the others. So if you what? get in, apparently this is true. Somebody told me, and I've tried it, and it's worked every time. So I, don't, I apologize if it doesn't work on the elevator you're using. So you get in. And you push the closed door button. Uh-huh. You keep your finger on it. We're going to have to edit this out. I don't think this is information right, okay. we're allowed to give to the general public. But, but, wait, but you so. keep your finger on it so until the doors close. You keep your finger on it, and then you push the um, floor you want. And then as it starts to move, you can take your finger off, and it'll take you straight to that floor. Wow. Push the door close the button. The door close button. You keep your fingers on it. Uh, the doors close. You hit the thing you want. As you start to move, you can take your fingers off, and it'll take you straight Well, you know why that works. Magic. No, um, obviously back in the old days when the first wooden elevators were built on wheatgrass right. fields, yes. the, the, the length of the wheatgrass would be the, I don't know what I'm talking about, guys, <laughs> trying to tire together. Um, I do know that the the closed door button, apart from that, if that is the case, uh, uh, the closed door button generally 
It's a dummy button. It's a dummy button. The closed door button only has an effect if you have it in operator mode, if you have the key in. Right. Um, Otherwise, when people press the closed door button to make a close... It works the same way... The mirrors do. Waiting for a certain amount of time works. Right, like it right, just, right, just right. so happen. that completely voids my theory. So well, but, I don't, maybe, the, maybe the button well, maybe does do that. Yeah. that. Maybe that's the only. But, but, it, like, do, but it definitely doesn't. It pressing the closed door button doesn't make the door close any quicker unless you have the key in and you're in. But uh, it's like, psychologically something to do for the person. Yeah. It's like putting the right. mirrors in yeah, front of a, it. It's a uh, you know that, yeah, you know that there was people. There was a building that in New York, eight people were complaining all the time about the 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 elevator taking so long to come down so instead of doing anything with the elevator they put some uh, mirrors up next to where they were waiting so because people were doing their hair and that they completely the complaints just dropped away because they completely forgot oh, oh now they yeah. yeah. and if you look there's mirrors near all elevators well I'm sure you've noticed oh, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have it uh, have it across the pond but here here in the states at our gas stations, pe- petrol stations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been saying the word elevator, not lift. Over. Good, oh, good, whoa, good call. Good I call. didn't even see that it wasn't there. <clears throat> yeah. Flawless, flawless transition. Thanks very much. Um, they they do a thing now where um, at the pump they'll have little flat screen TVs that are telling you right. the day's news, and, and it's just so you stare at it and fill up your whole fucking tank sure. uh, and forget you only oh. wanted to put in ten dollars. And uh, and then you have to call your parents again. It's, it's not, you know. <laughs> I didn't think of that as an as an, another. Well, I thought it was just a way to solutions. get free advertising for these all these things there. No, but well, that, that elevator thing. I mean, uh-huh. elevators are one way to to get from point A to point B. Yes, they are. You know, and then I mean, it's probably. I mean, the, the most ludicrous way I can think of probably to travel. Elevators are the most ludicrous way to travel. Well, not unless there was some sort of salmon cannon. <laughs> My favorite segue <laughs> yes. I've ever heard. Huh? You like that? What do you, what I do you like that. Try that on for size. Uh, Jesse actually doesn't like it when people notice that was a segue. He thought he was getting away with that. So. Yeah. Let's just pretend like that was but, a segue. Uh, still my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, did you know that a Washington State-based company has created a fish launching device? A salmon cannon, if you will. But its intent is not for the sheer purpose of watching fish fly. According to Woosh, the device's creator... <laughs> Um, who also have an ilovewebsites.com address. Yes. Um, the fish cannon was created to help salmon and other fish overcome man-made obstacles. Um, the Verge reported that the fish cannon was specifically created to help Chinook salmon in Washington make the leap over hydroelectric dams that were blocking their migratory path. And according to the company's website, the hope is that the fish cannon is more efficient, faster, up to 40 fish per minute. That's a lot of FPMs. That's a lot <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of FPM. And more cost-effective than other methods. The company also said it has little to no height and length limitations. The cannon also... Surely go- it does. Yeah. Surely the height and length limitations... Have you ever launched a uh, salmon? Well, I'm just thinking from an air resistance point of view, apart from the else, like salmon must reach the terminal velocity. No, salmon <laughs> No, salmon defies... A salmon will keep going. Much, uh, much I think you're mistakenly thinking that they're, uh, that most of their trip is in the air. Most of the trip is in the tube, but still that tube, it's crazy. To, we'll post the video at probablyscience.com. My, uh, my question with that would be, if you're saying that most of the journey is in the tube, that's fine. But just, you know, put them in a bucket, lift them over the bit you need them to do and tip them out. That's right? what they used to do, but they couldn't get those, those FPMs. Oh, but that was no fun. That you was couldn't, no fun. You couldn't yeah. get the FPMs. Also a terrible job. <laughs> doing one of those old fireman lines with the salmon. There, there is. Did you watch the video? Because there's a it, there's a part of the video that shows the old-fashioned method, and it was literally a guy picking up a salmon and running across the room and putting it in a different tank. Oh, wow. Until they had this cannon. 
Which, yeah, there's got to be an in-between. The, between far that less fun and a, for the salmon. Right. Well, the, the canon also gives wildlife departments the opportunity to collect data or tag fish as they pass through the system. Um, yeah, so, so the, the company explained, as, as Andy, as you just explained, that the, uh, the fish are not in water while in the device, but in air for a few seconds. The pressure per square inch used to shoot the fish also causes little to no scale loss and no evidence of damage to their eyes. Well, you probably have some questions. Yeah, of course. You know, you're probably thinking, well, oh, what about the possibility of a fish getting stuck, Jesse? Well, let me tell you, clearly. The Augustus Gloop of fish. Yes. <laughs> um, Woosh said that it hasn't seen that happen yet with its system because it's designed to be restrictive at the entrance, so fish that are too big to begin with don't enter the tube at all. They're kind of fucked. Well, they're just left behind. They're right. just left behind. Oh, God. Um, even the company acknowledges how silly the device can sound, though. <laughs> That's cool of them. Find a different name for it, then. Don't call it a salmon cannon, then. Yeah, it is a little weird. Um, yeah, so at a talk at the National Hydropower Association, which I've been to those, those talks, yeah. and those are, those are exciting. Um, I hit play. Uh, this is the Woosh president, Todd Deligan, talking. Uh, he says... Uh, I hit play on the video, and the first fish goes flying out, and the audience is dying. I had to say, it's okay to laugh. This is utterly ridiculous. Then people start talking. They say, holy cow, why hadn't we thought of something like this before? So, you know, shooting these fish. It's impressive. I, just watching the video, that is so much bigger and longer than I thought it would yeah. be. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's definitely... a flexible tube, um, like, a, like almost like a dryer, dryer hose Wow, that the fish are being... That does look fun. Yeah, it looks, it looks really like fun. a it looks like fun. a water park slide for yeah, exactly. For fish. Exactly. That's... Okay, now here's where we go around and guess uh, the angle of the top-rated comment on this article. Oh, okay. Um, um, as yeah. in, like humorous or oh, what do you mean? Like, let's just say it's a it's a uh, just a, a typical just shit comment. By the way, mm. we should say Justin Broad sent that in. Thank you. Justin. Thank you, Justin Broad. Yes. Um, is it racist? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Why am I proud of myself? Well, because you—it's—that's the internet. Uh, so here we go. This it is. It could have could equally been a race. sexist or just generally anti-Justin Bieber, or sure. it could have been a 9/11 conspiracy theory. Did you see Justin Bieber's ice bucket challenge thing? I did not. <sighs> no. He just used regular lukewarm water, just no ice. He's just pouring water on his head. How do you know there wasn't just because it didn't seem like you saw ice chunks, or he said? Well, there's no ice chunks, that. but also you're watching it, and he's just standing there. Like, he's too cool to he's be... Too, well, he's too cool to shiver. That guy don't shiver. Did you see Vern Troyer do it? Yeah. Oh, idiot. Wow. He, uh, he was like, because there's a drought, I'm not going to use water. So he had someone dump like a Gatorade container full of milk. I'm like, no, that's water. <laughs> like, it, takes, it takes so much more water to produce that. You wasted something that's way more valuable and more consuming of resources than an equivalent amount of water. And then have to shower <laughs> milk off you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to actually use more water. <laughs> To remove that milk. In fact, uh, there's a conservationcy group that's con- conservationcy. That's not conservationcy. Sure, <laughs> conservationcy. Um, there's a group that's doing comedic uh, promotional videos to try to get people to conserve water here in California. And one of the things they wanted to stress is that, like, um, I think one of them had someone pouring beer instead of milk on their cereal because it takes less, it takes more water to produce milk than than beer. And, like, milk is pretty. Wasteful water-wise, so like, I don't know if they're saying. I guess don't don't even buy milk. I don't know if that would stop the production of it, but hmm. um, yeah, milk. Uh, you didn't you didn't help anybody, Vern. That was actually more wasteful. Top comment. Uh huh. Could it be retrofitted for illegals? <laughs> okay, 
I didn't see that coming at all. It's significantly larger amount of likes than any other comment on there. Um, it's like, yeah, and it's, also seems to have people underneath agreeing. And like, no, just, wait a minute. Oh. The person underneath who says, yes, I will even help build it, his username is Para45, and there's a picture next to him of him, of someone running in the Paralympics with two uh, prosthetic legs. So racism knows no... <laughs> yeah, there's well, an important these, life lesson for you there, well, Andy. These, Even people with disabilities just, can be dicks. Just because someone's slightly disabled or friends with someone disabled doesn't mean they're not a dick. I guess. I these, just want to believe. I don't know. Okay. These comments under this are crazy. So this is from theblaze.com. I don't know what the skewers of the blaze, but now I'm guessing it's got to be a right wing, damn right wing. Because it's it's this one person. As long as you remove the opportunity to collect data or tag feature, no sense knowing who these people are. Um, wow. Someone else does uh, rather than scaling it up. Does say, I wonder if it could be scaled down to become a sushi cannon instead of belt sushi. You have cannon sushi. That'd be great. Okay, I like that. I mean. I'll tell you what else you could use it for. Um, you could do bear gymnastics. If you fired the fish just slightly over the bear, as it went up to try and get uh, it, it might end up uh, doing uh, some yeah. sort of back... Some, I mean, I'm not saying it's not cruel, I'm just saying... But that could also be like a, kind of like a bear highland game, sort right. of like see which bear can get... Bear racing. Um, fish as yeah, you. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the, this website definitely yes, skews de- right wing. There's yeah. a username... someone else lower down this list has tried, has made exactly the same comment. Oh, good. They, they wanted to do the bear could gymnastics. It be mod- yeah, exactly. Oh, right. Could it be modified for... It's fucking hell. I know. Fucking... Fu- like, okay, we're going to link to a different version of this story on the yeah. website. Yeah. There's so a username... not to give the but- Blaze any, any hits. <laughs> yeah, that's brutal. There's a username... Stop saying the name of it, then. Uh, yes, we Reagan is someone's uh, username, yeah. which I think is an what attempt is at a Yes, we can pun, but it doesn't even play that way. Um, wow. Yeah, this is bonkers. <laughs> Thank you for sending this in, though. It was Jeremy, correct? Uh, Jeremy Broad? Yes, it was. Jeremy, there go, we go to different websites, will you? Is a libertarian conservative. Okay. Okay. Oh, founded by Glenn Beck. There, there we you go. go. It's Glenbeck's website. There you go. The Blaze. <laughs> so fuck you, everyone who is involved in that site. <laughs> but thank you for putting a story about salmon on there that was amusing. Yep. But still, fuck you. Yep. All right. I agreed. Our first right wing libertarian story came from. Uh, man. Well, we've got a listener from Switzerland. Uh, goes by the name Jessica Meinson, who emailed in to say that she's a big fan and um, she's grateful for our fun science stories when conversing with her scientist friends there in Switzerland. Uh, she's a translator, not sciencey in the least, unless you count the experiment that is her. Low- <laughs> Are we allowed to say that part out loud, or is that supposed to be just for our reading? Unless you what? count the science experiment that is my lower intestineless digestive tract. Okay. Oh, we, well, we've discussed that before. We've discussed uh, Crohn's and stuff, I think, on the... Oh, okay. That's why I came up. Okay. I think that's why it came up. Okay. Then you know? I, she emailed it in. I think we're allowed to talk about it. Uh, but she sent in an article that I think will be our first Vice article on the podcast. That's Vice, the website, rather than the, the concept, the concept of Vice. Right. Because um, uh, we certainly have a concept of Vice story later. Yes. Oh, do we? Oh, you know we do. Yeah. Um, so before we get to this, I guess we could go around the, go around the table and... Uh, I want to know from each of you, how do you want to be disposed of if if and when you die? Okay. Yes. It's nice to have that disclaimer. <laughs> Good to have the if. How do you want to be disposed of? You have five minutes to decide. <laughs> hey, hang on. And until this water uh, wheel. Wow. Andy's Red Most Dangerous Game again. Mm-hmm. This happens every summer. 
<laughs> the clock is ticking. He's clock. got the crossbow. You have the entire yard. Like that's not that's not the way to do that. It's not fifty a, foot radius. You have, <laughs> the timer starts now. I'll give you a head start. Yeah. You have the entire empty yard. Uh, I I think I've talked about this on the show before, and I, I've still made no further inquiries into how to go about arranging this. But I want to donate my body to medical science. Like I want, I don't give a fuck what happens to the physical. Like the the my body once I'm gone, I, obviously my soul I want to be preserved in a in a soul jar <laughs> in a traditional soul receptacle. <laughs> yeah, and and put put in uh, one of the appropriate altars. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, I don't care, I don't care what happens to my body, so I'd rather it goes to some use. I'd rather mm. some mm. kind of like either m- medical, like either well organ donation or teaching or weekend at Bernie's uh, reenactment or and well see that's the thing <laughs> that'd be amazing I think yeah. laughter being the best medicine I for sure want to be taxidermied somehow <laughs> have some sort of wacky animatronic thing hooked up oh I wonder if they I'm serious I want to I want some real weird I, I want to be propped up in a crazy suit somewhere waving to people as they enter somewhere <laughs> like I just want to Oh, you should you should be put in like a suit of armor so that every so often, once every three weeks, when somebody goes into an old house and lifts up the visor, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, there's everybody! Yeah, see, that's a great idea. There you go. I like it. One. You uh, got me wondering though: can somebody taxidermy an animal and then make it mobile? You know, insert robotics and stuff. So, yeah, oh, people so people, people, people robot that. taxidermy. They do. You don't go to the underground taxidermy sites I go to. Okay. <laughs> I love web pages. <laughs> underground taxidermy. Some of my favorite like things, pictures on the internet are bad taxidermy. Oh yeah, yeah. There's oh, wow. nothing more like there are few things more entertaining than the that I think the Gripsome lion is my favorite. People I look that up. Oh my god! That. I just googled it. You've got it. The Gripsome lion. I think that's what I'm looking at. People are really into is doing stuff this? with mice. That's the one. <laughs> Let's see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is bad taxidermy. We will. Oh, I will. God. I will remember to put this uh, over on the oh, side. It looks like the puppet of an alcoholic children's entertainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. People do stuff with mice. They recreate scenes from like Romeo and Juliet and uh, yeah. three three Mouseketeers. That type I, of thing. Yeah, I was in a store in. Um, in San Francisco last weekend and they got quite a lot of taxidermy in there. It was one of those shops that was, you know, those kind of really super cool hipster shops that had sort of popped up where you can wax your moustache and buy taxidermy because they go together. <laughs> uh, and there were loads of little sort of uh, musketeer mice and things like that. Yeah. You know? And they kind of, part of me goes, oh, they're quite cute. Cute's the wrong word, but right. I, I'm fascinated by them. I don't think I'd ever buy one. They'd got an amazing uh, skeleton of a fish that I was fascinated by that I loved, but yeah, they're, they're kind of right. weird. They are weird. Andy's, Andy's dying over there. so much fun bad taxidermy. Google it's great. Just with bad taxidermy's <laughs> great. And I do want to be taxidermied poorly. <laughs> I love these so much. Wow. <laughs> you know, Fox cr- propped just, up on a chair. When you get, I, I want <laughs> one of my favorite things comedically i think if to, again talked if i may have talked about this on the show before it's definitely a thing i share with nick duty when we were writing wikipedia we tried to get as much of it in as possible it's just anyone who is doing the worst possible thing with the best possible intentions right yeah. absolutely like i, I think the there lady are, there are, the, the jesus i mean the, yeah the, the, exactly oh, that's, that's the best. exactly the, yeah the woman who the, the woman who painted over who restored the jesus picture in the church <laughs> have you seen that adrian Actually, no oh, oh you've i got need it. to right now there was a, an okay. old woman and she was uh, there was a jesus painting in a church that yeah. was sort of 
cracking, so she tried Lended to took it on herself hand. to restore I, it. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna give you the full okay. rundown of what it once looked <laughs> oh, like. Oh yeah. Well, you, well, they have them I side, have the by, side, side. by side. If you want to, Andy see has it. the side by side. So it once looked like that. As she. T- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, really I don't have... She tried oh, hard, but it's... she just went into the church by herself. No, a... not invited. No, just, no, no, I'm, no, I'm no. helping out. No, 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 yeah, she just took it upon herself to make to make her town a bit better. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, it looks like, um, you know, in Fraggle Rock, you know the things that lived upstairs near oh, the yeah, compost the, heap? Uh, the, the dozers? Yeah, oh, no, 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 the dozers, the little green the things. Dice. It looks like the big... The big guy. Gig. Yeah, the big yeah, guy. Yeah. It looks like him. The crown of thorns just became like an afro, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> On this- she just kind of took away his beard. I don't know if she thought he would look better with no beard. But she gave him she a really weak- giving him a shave. Yeah, giving him a shave. Tidy, tidy Jesus, Jesus up shaves. a little bit. Everyone knows that. Jesus shaves, a common <laughs> common phrase. Just look up a bit. Oh but yeah, I did, it's just nothing, nothing makes oh me God. laugh more than someone just trying to do the right thing yep. and just getting it so wrong. Um, yeah. Years ago, and I was just reminded of this because I bumped into one, uh, Keith Carter, mm-hmm. um, at, I've worked with when I was back in the UK uh, last week, and I reminded of in 2003 when we were doing an Edinburgh festival show together along with another comic called Silky, and they were, they were not at their most sober late <laughs> at night, and Keith convinced Silky that he could do haircuts. Yeah. She's like, yep, pretty sure oh, I can do it. Amazing. And I I don't I honestly don't again, I I'm pretty sure Keith wanted to do a good cut. Like it wasn't his intention <laughs> yeah, to yeah. screw the other guy's day up. <laughs> it was just like the look on his face when he realized when it, I was like, not proper. It was like kitchen scissors. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, you know, there's um, a there's a girl like two blocks away that that does haircuts naked. What? That's what? like her whole thing. But she's really good at it. She should give you a trim. But she's just naked. That's her deal. How do you know this? Nobody, it's nobody like gives more. a shit. She's a good hairdresser. What does she look like? That's the thing. She's very attractive. She's just naked hairdressing. How do you know a naked this? hairdresser? What, what? I went in for a naked hairdress. What? That's how I got this haircut. <laughs> Wait, I don't know. How much I have a haircut. This is, real. this is all real. What are you talking about? It was on Craigslist. <laughs> you're, you're kidding what me. You, no, I'm what not. What were you searching for? <laughs> what were you searching I'm for when you found that? I was legitimately trying to find a haircut close by because I had to get one oh, for wow. a sketch. I had to get a Hitler haircut real quick for a sketch. <laughs> so I was trying to... I'm, it's not that, it's not just that, that story couldn't improve So just to me, be clear, that was an intentional Hitler haircut. Yes. Because otherwise, like, if... We can't really recommend to our listeners that we go to... Like, if everyone comes out looking like Hitler. That's also her thing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little something for everyone. But I saw Hitler it's, haircut, it said, Valley it Village. nude nude haircuts Except on one of the... Except for the Kaiser helmet and the riding crop in her hand. Right, She's right. Like, yeah. It said nude, nude haircuts on one of the things, and it was, but it was, like, a completely reasonable price, like Supercuts prices. So, like, yeah, I'll you, go down there. You keep... When you, when you tell stories like this, and then just, like, you go straight into them as if this is just part of everyone's... Regular life. Why wouldn't that and be a there thing? Doesn't need to be any preamble because no, everyone else listening to this is is thinking that's insane and that that doesn't exist in other parts of the country. That's like those signs we see that around. exists anywhere. If you go on Craigslist right know. now, like do you think that we, I bet people, there's going to be a boom in it? There's going to be a lot more. Like there are trucks that are parked around town that have or like vans that have ads on them. People just you know, it's like a free billboard until you have to move the truck. I yeah, I know it's a free billboard now. Genuinely, for about three weeks when I first kind of moved over here, I was signing one of the guys I was working with. I, I said to him once, "Can you believe?" 
believe there's someone just on Riverside doing massages in kind of the back of their van. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are you no, talking about just the, an the advert maids? for it? I was talking about the topless maid services. Well, yeah, right. they show up in those vans so everyone in your neighborhood knows what's happening. Here. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. the problem. No. To me. Yeah. They need to have the discreet brown paper yep. bag packaging. Of- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a See, truck that's wrapped yeah, in brown. Yeah. That's the problem because, you know, that's that's why topless made. You know, you can't do that. Game you over. You can't do that. But I'll go to I'll go to some weird lady's kitchen. Okay, so you, I, I, I want to go. So, get to, to, so to be clear as well, like topless means like not wearing like with like upper body exposed. It's not like headless. No, it's her. It's her head <laughs> is naked. connected naked, straight to her hips. There's no torso. <laughs> it's the weirdest. It's not like a Ichabod Crane situation. Right. Um. Okay, Adrian, I want to find out about what you want to have done when you die. First, sure. first, Jesse, <laughs> yeah. walk me through. So <laughs> you, yeah, you, you ring the Let's doorbell. Do it's at her house. You Every time I tell you a story like this, we should have brought this up off air because we, no, we'd go on forever. I think it's awesome. I think people would like this on the show. We'll get to at least two more science stories, I'm sure. Um, well, we but have, for now, people want the science stories. I, they do, but they also want this. Like, you oh, they want this so much more now. What? Okay, so you, you ring the doorbell. She answers naked, or she has clothes on, but they're they're easy to take off. She has clothes she on, but it's like and... a lab coat type thing. <laughs> like, it's a lab just coat. Like, no, you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> an easily removable. No, 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 <laughs> not a lab. Whatever the like a robe, like a, a robe, robe. Like dressing gown type. Dressing, yeah. yeah, easily removable thing. And she's, what kind of cut do you want? Sit down. And I go. I go, I just want like a very dapper 40, like a Clark Gable. I, I, I tried every way <laughs> to not to say, say, to not say yeah. like Hitler. Um, and, <laughs> and uh, you know, I was like, like, you know, like a Rhett Butler type thing. Can you, can you show me a photo? Uh, I'd rather all not. <laughs> yeah. Like a Charlie Chaplin mustache <laughs> guy. Um, no, and in my defense, it was because I was, I was doing a sketch where um, it turns out the reason Hitler killed himself is because he just got a letter uh, from a hospital, and he found out he was Jewish. Uh, so it was kind of a foot-in-mouth moment. And it's very funny. It's very ironic. Everyone check it out. It'll be on YouTube in a little while. Had to get the haircut. So I show up, uh-huh. um, because we've talked about stuff like this before, the weird stuff in our neighborhood. But, I mean, I just I never would have thought that this was a thing. There's no sign in her front yard. It's just... No, no, no. This was a total Craigslist thing. And it's- how much more did it cost than a traditional haircut because of the... Where do you get your haircut normally? How much do you think... Uh, I, I, I go to Rudy's, and it's like 30-something. Okay, this was this was forty dollars total. Oh, that's very reasonable. And I tipped, I, so I gave her I gave her fifty. Right, and she's uh, uh, so she starts cutting and then takes off. The, what's the order of things? No, it's just off. Just you know, she takes it off right away. Just topless. She just comes in, sits down. She's very she's very pro. It's very it's not it wasn't weird. Is she attractive? Yeah. I mean, well, I doesn't sound like <laughs> no. Yeah, yes, okay. yes. You know, and there's, there's, you know, it's, but it's did, weird. Did it's, you feel weird looking? At, I mean, the where, where is your gaze during the haircut? It's very disarming when right. someone else is. You yeah, know how normally they've got to get quite close to you at certain points. They do, as well. and you know well, how normally really whoever's good. cutting your hair, there's banter, right? <laughs> right. And you're really going to open up more. You're going to answer the questions a lot more honestly. Yeah. When there's, but I just thought eh, it's a weird thing to do. You know, so there's like two in the afternoon. My favorite thing, thing about this is I actually believe that you went because it was the closest to your house as well. Yeah. The topless thing very... was like so 40% of the opinion. No, this is Whitsitt and Moore Park. I mean, this is right there. This, and it's the apartment building. Like, I walk by it all the time. Uh, to be fair, there's a Riverside Barbershop. That's it's a block. It's a half mile closer. But okay. I'll, I'll... <laughs> half a mile. I would, I, would go, I would go an extra two blocks for, for less clothing. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, per article. Right. I'm always pro the experience. Well, yeah, it's a weird. I, I'll always do weird story stuff as long as I'm not hurting anyone in that process. Sure. Like if I showed up and she was like, uh, 
obviously just got off a boat and didn't want to be here. It'd be weird. Yeah, yeah. But uh, she's just, I don't so know, she, she, she was cool. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. All right, so we should get her to sponsor the show now that we've mentioned her by name and then she'll get more business and yeah. we can have her, yeah. Um, I get my hair cut in, uh, it's by a guy in a salon, uh, but he always has one nut out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's, sure. th- that's his thing. That's his. <laughs> yeah. That's his USP. Right. Excellent. I think in this town, everyone's going to have an angle. Well, no, oh, yeah. I do. I don't want all of our listeners thinking I'm some sort of <laughs> some sort of sex pervert. You know, this is what I don't think they think you're some sort of. I think they are a very specific type at the moment. No, no, no. I'm not. I, I don't think I'm that. I mean, out there. No, I, I think it's a pretty no, reasonable. I, I think it's a. It's a weird. It was weird. I'm a comic, and it was weird. And also, I, if no, you I lose your virginity to reasonable. a wobbly RPM wild horses. Things like this aren't that weird. <laughs> I'm gonna say, like, I. That's a perfectly reasonable choice of someone to go and get your haircut. Like, if I had needed a haircut, it's a fine that haircut. Time, it's just fine. I, yeah, I'm, I, I, I might go the next time I need a haircut. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, so, Andy, I want to continue this discussion we, on what we okay. would do when we die. Yes, we will. Um, because this we need to have that discussion. Oh, yeah, I'm Adrian, gonna find this article. What were you gonna do okay. either, buddy? I think for, I genuinely don't or care actually. Yeah, I can. I honestly, when you said you know medical science and stuff like that, that appeals to me now. But I really don't care. I'm not around anymore. I'm dead. I don't think anything's happened to me or my soul or anything like that. I'm, right. I'm an atheist, so you know that's fine. That whatever you want to do. I, I said my um, I had this discussion with my parents very recently um, for various reasons, uh, just over FaceTime, and I I. I said, oh, I don't care what I want. You can do anything with me if I go first. Oh, God, I hope I don't. But, I, you know, if I do, do. My mum went, oh, I thought you told me you wanted to be buried at sea. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's just so weird for me. Apparently, I just, like, some fleeting statement when I was a 17-year-old dick. Uh, and just went, yes, that'll right. be a fun thing that will get me attention. Um, before I sort of left that personality and behind. And the full, like, the full Viking style. I don't know. I don't know, but... Like the, the floating pyre and someone fires a bow and arrow into If you <laughs> gonna do it see that's the way to do it yes. right yeah i'd like i'd like i'd like the, I, was that actually i think the bow and arrow might be just a game of thrones edition i've seen it in other movies i, I think, think the I mean, but it's the, probably I think a, that was a, a work of fiction no i think what, it's yeah. probably fiction but that was a real thing the, the worry was that my mum had heard it and as a mother who apparently loves her son very much gone well if that's what he wants and it was still in her head like all these years later that she stuck to this one minor conversation to you and like wrote that down in permanent memory forever no. yeah thank god we uh we stopped that happening in case i do go first i tell you what i would like if i was uh if I was going to be cremated at all. I'd quite like, you know, as the curtains close, as the as the coffin goes away. I'd quite like the theme tune to the Littlest Hobo to start. I don't know the Littlest Hobo. Was that British? It's a very American television show, right? The Littlest Hobo. One second. Really? Come on now. I'm sorry. Is it old timey? Yes, you know the Littlest Hobo. The what? The Littlest Hobo. No. I thought it. Oh, it's Canadian. It was a Canadian TV series. I thought it was American. Based on an American TV series, sorry, an American film rather. Ah, it stars kind of, London. It was That's con- the name of the dog. Contemporary of Lassie, it's kind of right. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was. Okay. It was a dog that was a hobo and went place to place and helped people. And it's got a very twee country and western tune about just leaving and going somewhere else. And it sounded good. And yeah, that no, would have been hilarious if you'd not. It was know. Canadian. It was on CTV. I really thought that was American. So did I. I would have. I would have guessed American. It felt. It feels like the the theme of it feels American to me. I can't believe like Lassie. As much as it is about the dog, it, there were consistent people in it. So this is like the only oh, through line. I mean, it was about Tim. It was about the family, kind of. 
Like the really? dog would help, but it wasn't like you were following the dog. It seemed like this show was just. I don't remember that about it at all. The dog. So yeah, no, I couldn't care less what happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I guess whatever's cheapest. I don't want to be a burden on people for, for the money. And it seems crazy to even a grave. The idea of permanence is so silly. Like it's only permanent as long as right. the U.S. is a sovereign nation, or even after the, it, whatever. It's only permanent until all of human civilization is gone, and then it becomes whatever it becomes anyway. But um, so yeah, I guess I would go cremation. But even that is pretty expensive. Um, but there is yeah, a Swedish process that's uh, they've coined the term promession for freeze drying a dead body, making it into a benign looking kibble, and interring it at approximately pet hamster burial depth. Um, it sounds like another harebrained funerals of tomorrow story. <laughs> does, uh, you're always hearing those harebrained funerals of tomorrow story. But despite some unintentionally hilarious promotional material, which again we'll post the video, the promotional video for this is amazing. Post that over on probablyscience.com. Um, so despite that promotional material and strangely fierce opposition, promotion seems mostly plausible and preferable to existing burial methods. It solves several problems associated with death, although not that one big scary one. Um, burials are running places like Mexico out of graveyard real estate. Meanwhile, conventional cremation has a massive carbon footprint and doesn't even fully dispose of the body. The ashes are actually the output output of a bone crunching machine called a cremulator. I did not register trademark. Although that does make sense a bit because it doesn't take that long for the body to be cremated, so it couldn't be really burned, burned to burn all bones bone. down to yeah. nothing. Um. So, um, burying someone deep under the topsoil makes no natural sense, even if you wrap them in a shroud of poppy petals and kale. Dead stuff in nature is exposed to the elements. Scavenging animals come, wind blows, dirt erodes it away. Dust proverbial turns to dust. Um, In Tibet, they're comfortable with that part of death, and they embrace it. What they call sky burial, we would call being left out for birds to eat. Uh, So instead of um, turning dust to dust, burial procedures... Burial produces methane bubbles and a lot of wet, nasty horror that we tolerate because it happens so far out of sight we never think about it. Um, but Suzanne We Masak wants us to think about it. Enter permission, her brainchild, and that's a process by which a fresh corpse is frozen to zero degrees Fahrenheit with liquid nitrogen, which by the way, zero degrees Fahrenheit, not that cold, right. uh, vibrated until it breaks up into little bits, exposed to a vacuum which freeze dries it, skimmed of any metals that might pollute the soil, it's just fillings or that plate in your head and placed in an earth friendly cornstarch receptacle and buried shins deep where it rapidly turns to plant food. Yeah. So zero Fahrenheit's wow. like minus 17, minus 18. So. Yeah, it's not. Celsius, um, that just made me sneeze. Just at the thought of <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not a not bonkers temperature. Um, that sounds pretty cool, though. It is. And this article includes the, the promotional video, which is a. Like Lawnmower Man era. It's just that scene CG. from Terminator Two where they freeze them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shatter him. But they show uh, they show plants start to sprout up out of the crumbling remains of this body underground. It's it's pretty awesome. Um. So, uh, but it's getting a lot of pushback um, for pol- political reasons in Sweden. Um, its chief detractors are the Cemeteries Administration in Stockholm and the Federation of Cemeteries and Crematoria of Sweden. Um, Strong lobby. Or as Suzanne calls them in this <laughs> Wired article, the Swedish hubs of power that oppose her. So uh, the reports from what they call the Swedish death industry are aggressively negative. They told Wired point blank, the idea does not work. They said uh, she has kept dead people in a freezer for 10 years. They've been waiting for it to start, but the technology, it doesn't work. So now the government has said they can't wait any longer. They have to bury them. 
I know in the beginning we wanted to talk to her and maybe collaborate, but now she hasn't any, she can't do it, uh, is what someone from the hub of power in the Swedish death industry says about it. So maybe this is bunk. I mean, zero degrees Fahrenheit, not very cold. So, uh, right. So they're claiming that she can't shatter them. Now she's frozen them and kept them for that long. She can't do it. I, I don't know. I, it doesn't seem that difficult. Um, yeah, I wouldn't think that'd be that weird to do. Just freezing. Frozen for that Vibrating well. until it falls apart and then fr- uh, sucking the moisture out and then using a magnet to get rid of fillings and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so a new option. A new option for when you, if and when you die. And guys, uh, what about while you're alive? <laughs> what about some sort of... I'm listening. Well, we've discussed, of course, induced hypothermia. Of course. But we talked about it sort of as a wave of the future. Um, talking about the Pittsburgh story. Talking about the Pittsburgh story. But uh, Paul Loeb, our EMT listener, mm-hmm. our paramedic listener, writes in to give us, uh, give us a little, little piece of his mind on the subject. Uh, induced hypothermia has been used for a while now in other situations. Uh, and this is coming from Paul here. He says, in fact, we do it on the ambulance under certain specific conditions after reviving someone from a cardiac arrest. We keep a bag of IV fluids in an ice chest and some chemical cold packs for that purpose. But we don't use it for trauma patients like the new study y'all were talking about. I've read up a little bit on the research done and induced hypothermia has definitely shown results on the cellular level. But there is some debate about how much it actually affects survivability on the human level. Um... And we had some people tweet at us that they wouldn't opt for this because you can opt out of this. You can opt out. Adrian, for the, for the background of this, mm-hmm. is in Pittsburgh right now, by default, if you didn't buy a or get a green wristband saying that you're not part of this, you've opted into a program whereby if you have a traumatic, uh, basically if you got shot in the chest or something and you would have died on the operating table, they will um, flush all the blood out of your system and pump in uh, a cold saline solution and put you into like a cryostasis wow. sort of state and sure. they'll you'll be able to survive for hours instead of minutes um while they can try to like patch up your heart and then slowly pump then back in regular pump. blood wow. so but it's an experimental thing it hasn't been done on humans i don't think has it at all yet but worked? it's been done on pigs it's, it's yeah, worked yeah they've lot. induced they've done it they've like which blown apart a pig's way. heart and that was a stupid question if they put it into ambulances i'm assuming it's worked well, no, he, was, well, he was talking about something else that they, was, they they do oh, similar yes, things Induced already in, in ambulances but not with like was the thing that's happening in pittsburgh is replacing all of the blood in your system yeah right with uh sal- cold saline solution and slowing down every process in your body and i guess yeah there's, there's but still the, a question so the hypothermia thing is they're just slowing everything down as much yeah. as they can to and this is even further but the question is would there be brain damage when you come back uh so some people have tweeted at us saying that they would opt out just because they'd rather die than than risk the brain damage that might happen there's um, hope for walt disney's head yet right there is there yeah, is I, I think it would make for an interesting full podcast in the future to have somebody on who can talk about like i've read a lot of articles on the concept of brain death and how it's a pretty recent Hmm. invention of humans you know this d- designation well, of yeah because someone being brain dead that, um like in that uh in that same email uh paul Loeb was going on to say like it brings up the dilemma of when is someone dead right because and and there's that i um read quite a few articles about this recently because the definition's changing all the time yeah because at what point you now define someone as no longer living it's not when their heart isn't beating because it's entirely possible right. to have someone whose heart has stopped beating and revive them right and for them to be perfectly well after a certain amount of time 
Right. Uh, and I thought we always used to just say like I was dead for five minutes. Like you know, like oh, he like died, Mickey Six he or died for a minute. From, yeah. yeah, which is such bullshit. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm saying it's I I don't see why we had to change that definition. Yeah, it's like yeah, you can be revived. I don't. I, but then at what point you yeah? What point? Like, I permanently think, dead. Well, that's the thing. I think we should have dead and then dead dead, and that should be the system. You know, okay. it's like I like you and then I like I like, like you. <laughs> it's like are you you know are you dead dead? I love you, but I'm not in love with you. It's more like that, right? Like, that sort of deal. Yeah, yeah. He's dead, but he's not in dead. He's not in dead. <laughs> so, um, I think, yeah, this would be an interesting. Deadish. I think dead. we could dedicate a whole episode to this if we can get the right expert on. Because I, I absolutely. That, if you know any, if any of you are your listeners, are your listeners, if any of our listeners happen to know anyone who is an expert in death, that's a weird thing to say right there. Right. But, uh. Or if any of our listeners are trying to invent some way to be immortal, let us yeah. know. Let us know how your machine is going <laughs> and whether you need any help to relocate to a more lightning-prone area. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we've become more lightning-prone yeah. here in L.A. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There, it's, it's like we've had uh, in California so far, just I think last month or something, there were a few lightning deaths. Really? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But then it was also... Like, something happened, a crazy amount of strikes, lightning strikes happened in one day, which is more than we've had in, like, a decade or something. Mm -hmm. And they say it's, you know, La Nina and El Nino and your whatnot. Terminators coming Terminator stuff. Um, So, guys, you know, dying sucks. Certainly, certainly. sucks. And when when you're alive, you want to live as pain-free as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you don't have a lot of pain. Obviously, being shot in the chest, having to have some sort of saline solution pumped, it'd probably hurt hurt a bit. I, I would I would guess. Well, do you guys know that uh, <clears throat> regular exercise may alter how a person experiences pain? Oh, really? I did not know that. Well, it's according to a new study. You know, the longer we continue to work out, the new findings suggest the greater our tolerance for discomfort can grow. Obviously, for some time, scientists have known that strenuous exercise briefly and acutely dulls pain. As muscles begin to ache during a prolonged workout, scientists have found the body typically releases natural opiates such as endorphins and other substances that can slightly dampen the discomfort. This effect, which scientists refer to as exercise-induced hypoalgesia, uh, usually begins during the workout and lingers for perhaps 20 or 30 minutes afterwards. That'd be your runner's high, Mm -hmm. etc. That'll explain... I mean, last time I went to the gym, um, someone threw a a spear into my side as I was leaving. Yeah. And I didn't realize until I was nearly home. I know. Yeah, because you're so... Yeah. ...high from that run. I was like, why am I not fitting into my car as well as... Is that a statement on how long it's been since you went to the gym that someone (laughs) threw a spear? (laughs) Well, you know, they were aiming for a then-not-extinct species of buffalo. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Whether exercise alters the body's response to pain over the long term, and more pressing for most of us, whether such changes will develop if people engage in moderate, less draining workouts, have been unclear. So for the new study, which was published uh, this month in Medicine and Science and Sports and Exercise, researchers at the University of New South Wales and Neuroscience Research Australia, both in Sydney, recruited 12 young and healthy but inactive adults who expressed interest in exercising, and another 12 who were similar in age and activity levels but preferred not to exercise. They then brought all of them into the lab to determine how they reacted to pain. Pain response is highly individual and depends on our pain threshold. 
which is the point at which we start to feel pain and pain tolerance or the amount of time that we can withstand the aching before we cease doing whatever is causing it. So in this new study, the scientists measured pain thresholds by using a probe that applied to a person's arm exerts increasing pressure against the skin. The volunteers were told to say stop when that pressure segued from being unpleasant to painful, breaching their pain threshold. And the researchers determined pain tolerance more elaborately by strapping a blood pressure cuff to volunteers' upper arms and progressively tightening it as the volunteers tightly gripped and squeezed a special testing device in their fists. Or an orange. Uh, <laughs> take the special testing device. <laughs> it's a bowl, Stephen. It's, it's, a, a, spe- it's a special testing device. Just a b- I saw you buy it from the toy shop no, a second this ago. This is a, a special testing device. <laughs> it's very expensive. And um, this Bring I- me my calibrating rod. That is a stick. <laughs> it's <laughs> a calibrating rod. Uh, this activity is not fun, as anyone who has worn a blood pressure cuff can imagine. I think those are kind of fun. I do too. Like I at like the drugstore. Absolutely, oh, it's great. Enjoy that. Yeah, it's, I'll it's, see which bits of me I can fit in them. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. You can take blood goes everywhere. You can take the pressure anywhere. Yeah. Um, but the volunteers, oh, you can fit yours in that. You guys can fit yours in the in blood that? pressure. Yeah, connects. my head is not as big as you think. Oh, okay. okay. Hmm. Hmm. Um, my shaft is bigger. <laughs> but the head. Is- <laughs> What's your shaft? Are you talking two claps? What are you? Uh, it's a penis reference. Are you talking about your penis? <laughs> <laughs> the shaft of your penis? Was it big enough for a blood pressure? <laughs> well, my initial joke was, uh, I-, I can't even get mine in the arm thing. And then his joke... Why wouldn't you be able to get your dick in an arm thing? <laughs> <laughs> see, see, my, my implicate... I was, comically, I was comically implying that the size of my penis is so great that it would not... Fit be, into a thing built a, for an arm. It'd be a terrible medical condition, Andy. It'd be, it'd be be a terrible. Well, that's how the comedy <laughs> came into play. Uh, and then, and then Matt, uh, what he did was he said his head, and then we thought he meant his real head. But then when he followed that with the word shaft, we we're like, oh, he was referring. Oh, because in popular the glands, nomenclature, the glands head, penis, the glands, the glands penis, <laughs> <laughs> is what he was referring to. Sure, sure, sure. yeah. Okay, now they've cleared that up. Okay, okay. I, so I, yeah, it's nice to know that you two are cumbersomely well honed. <laughs> yeah. Adrian, how's your cock? <laughs> Couldn't even get it in the right aid. Wow. <laughs> wow. Not even the sliding Again, doors. not even a useful thing. That would be yeah. just a terrible life. Uh, <laughs> no joy. Experiencing no pleasure ever. <laughs> Nor is anyone else in your life. Um, so, uh, yeah. So there's these kids and they're electrocuting and doing all this shit. So and they would have the ones, they would, they would see how, how long you'd hold on to this thing before voluntarily letting go. And that's your pain. That's the tolerance. That's the not tolerance. The threshold. That's like, how much can I do it when I'm still choosing to do a thing that makes me hurt? Yes. But then the volunteers who had said that they would like to begin exercising did so, undertaking a program of moderate stationary bicycling for 30 minutes, three times a week for six weeks. In the process, the volunteers became more fit, with their aerobic capacity and cycling workloads increasing each week, although some improved more than others. The other volunteers continued with their lives as they had before the study began, and after six weeks, all the volunteers returned to the lab, and their pain thresholds and pain tolerances were retested. Unsurprisingly, the volunteers in the control group showed no changes in their responses to pain. But, but, here's but, but, the, but, 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 here's the, the findings. <laughs> the volunteers in the exercise group displayed substantially greater ability to withstand pain. Their pain thresholds had not changed. They began to feel pain at the same point they had before, but their tolerance had risen. They continued with the unpleasant gripping activity much longer than before. <laughs> We've all been there. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> well, this does make sense, though, because uh, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger infamously liked to have his, his scrotum stepped on with stilettos. 
Is that a true thing? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> See, Jesse, now that there's naked haircuts, I don't know where the line is. I, I'm going to assume I wouldn't know about everything his is stuff. possible. Like, I know, but just anything on your mouth. I just think, it's a topless haircut. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, I, oh, and by the way, I Googled it. It between, was just topless, not bottomless. Is that true or not? It was not? just topless. Just topless. Yeah, it was a topless haircut. It was underwear. It was a nude Okay. No, okay. Like a wearing a, a pant, panty, uh, pantaloons. I'm no longer interested. Pantaloons. <laughs> wearing pantaloons. Wearing knickerbockers. Uh, knickerbockers, that, which normally she would wear under her breeches. Okay. Um, but uh, no, I Googled it. There's topless haircut places all over LA, man. Okay. They're everywhere. I, I was wrong for thinking it was out of the ordinary, and I apologize for I that. think it's out of the ordinary, but I don't think it's that, you know, that's a job. <laughs> that's a job <laughs> you can have. Did, it, did she do that, like, Flintstones pterodactyl thing as she's cutting your hair? Just look at the camera. <laughs> it's a living. It was weird that I filmed it. Um, so, so, so their pain, they would feel pain at the same point, but they could hold on much longer and deal with a lot more pain yes. because of the exercise. Yeah, that's the threshold and tolerance. Now, um, now, is there an argument to be made that, apart from the endorphins and adrenaline and stuff like that, there is an argument to be made that the mental discipline of having to exercise every day and that you may have built to a point where you, you're competitive. Right. Or in a way that, right. you know what I'm trying to say with that. Yeah, yeah. that's sure. true. Yeah, yeah. That, I, don't wonder, I don't know how they could necessarily control for that. Like yeah. someone who, the kind of person who's like, yeah, four more reps for, or whatever. Or not, yeah, absolutely. Would also why... be the same person who's going like, no, I'm not going to say it hurts. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that. Well, the pressure gauge well, maybe the control yeah. off another two levels was the fact that none of them exercised before but even the ones who said that they liked the idea of maybe exercising in the future that already self-selects well, that, for that also, kind of person they're all who, in many ways going to try and if you go and you do that you're always going to try and beat your own record whoever right, you are yeah. you know it's, it's very hard to control that well they brought they brought that up here it says uh, to me said Matthew Jones a re- who's a researcher on the study uh, who led the study actually the results suggest that the participants who exercised had become more stoic and perhaps did not find the pain as threatening after exercise training, even though it still hurt as much. Um, so, yeah, because it, it because it did not examine physiological effects apart from pain response, the study cannot explain just how exercise alters our experience of pain, although it contains hints. Pain thresholds and tolerances were tested using people's arms, Mr. Jones points out, while the exercisers trained primarily their legs. Because the changes in pain response were evident in the exercisers' upper bodies, the findings, uh, the findings intimate, intimate that something occurring in the brain was probably responsible for the change. Um, so yeah, I think that this stuff I, 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 adds up, I, mm. I suppose. Of this hits a, a sore spot for me. Hey, of. a sore spot. No, but I mean seriously, because like I feel like I in sports that I played growing up, I was not the best trainer or even when i go like i'm not trying to like show off that i go to crossfit whatever at crossfit like i'll get beaten by people who i think appear to be in much worse shape than i am and i'm sort of like self-conscious about like am i a wuss kind of when it comes to pain but i don't know there's there's certain kinds like I, i can deal with a dull i can deal with a long term medium to high level but i i like spikes of we live here andy we live in this house We, we can deal with a long dull pain yeah yeah but uh, like all the shaming in the world won't get me to finish a set if I'm really hurting. Like we just had to do these like wall sits the other day, and it was like for 45 seconds, which doesn't seem that bad. But I, I just just couldn't do it. You know, I just couldn't do it. And then the the, the, the trainer like yells what? at you if you stop for a minute. And once they get rid, like I can do it. I can do those as long as there's like a stool or something or like a chair. <laughs> yeah. But when 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 you got to like pretend that there isn't a chair, you just pretend there is a chair there, but there isn't a chair. That becomes hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I could sit on a chair, I'd say, for minutes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, Stools are harder, though, because obviously no back. Well, there's no back. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, 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 weight, the weight displacement is, is just, it's all yeah. in the cheeks there. Keep yourself vertical. Yeah, it's tricky. It sucks when your ass hurts. <laughs> Not a fan of an achy ass. No one likes that. Right? Did you guys know that um, <clears throat> this new study in... <laughs> Jesse, you just steeled yourself for the article. You just like uh, clenched your fist and like tensed up for a second to prepare to read this article. You coughed then like yeah. uh, somebody in a small town about to say the word lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> well, new study, guys. It's just it's like surrounded by lots of qualifying. Well, I mean, they, they, they seem very nice. <laughs> right, right. Um, they bake? <laughs> uh, new study in the UK. Um... And uh, what they want to find out is the implications uh, for health promotion involving uh, anal heterosex among young people. Okay. Huh. Heterosex, of course, being the opposite of homosex. Ho- homosex. <laughs> so <laughs> heterosex would be your... <laughs> These words don't exist. <laughs> you know, uh, people of opposing genders. Yes. Would, would, uh, if they, no space. If it's they like chose to have sex, they would have heterosex. <laughs> heterosex, yes. Well, one word. As opposed to homosex. homosex. Uh, so the objective of this study was to explore expectations, experiences, and circumstances of anal sex among young people. <laughs> um, it's, like, it's like the Star Trek mission, but in the much less... Right, right. Captain's Law. <laughs> Our five-year mission. <laughs> so they used uh, participants. They used 130 men and women, aged 16 to 18, from diverse social backgrounds. This was a Morgan Perrine sentence story, by the way. Yes. Of course. Regular listeners Morgan of the show Perrine. will be aware that he is a regular contributor of stories. Probably he is. It probably has sent in orders of magnitude more than any other listener to Morgan the show. sends in a lot of stories, yeah. most of them about anal sex. <laughs> now... Um, oh, you mean anal, anal sex? Anal sex. Anal sex. Uh, anal sex. Um, which was a, a favorite, of course, of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, the setting uh, for the, this study was three contrasting sites in England. This would be London, and then a northern industrial city, and the rural southwest. So the results. <clears throat> is not not London this... and, and France? Oh, forget it. It's... Was oh, was that like a tunnel a... joke? No, I was, tr- actually, oh, okay. I was trying to do like a kid's I'm more embarrassed where my mind went. But no, mine was... Uh, I'm going to edit this out. No, Go ahead, don't edit that out. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it I is... have to leave my bullshit in. It is weird that it doesn't say what the other city is. I know. It just goes, London. Because we all know that... A northernest industrial city. It just does, I mean, they're all the same, really, right, aren't right. they? Once, <laughs> you, once right. you get past Birmingham, I mean, fuck knows. It's just... Oh, it's just wilderness there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just grey factories. Did they name, and despair. Did they name the, the third one? The, it, uh, well, it also says the, rural southwest, which is... That's so big. Geographically, about probably around a fifth of the country. That's amazing. London and other places. <laughs> London... Up and left. <laughs> so the study, the study is actually a little uh, terrifying. Okay. This one, because the results were that um, anal heterosex often appeared to be painful, risky, and coercive, particularly for women. Interviewees frequently cited pornography as the explanation for anal sex, yet their accounts revealed a complex uh, context with availability of pornography being only one element. Other key elements included competition between men. The claim that people must like it if they do it, made alongside the seemingly contradictory expectation that it will be painful for women, and crucially, normalization of coercion and accidental penetration. It seemed that men were expected to persuade or coerce reluctant partners. 
Um, so the conclusions here were that young people's narratives normalized coercive, painful, and unsafe anal heterosex. This study suggests an urgent need for harm reduction efforts targeting anal sex to help encourage discussion about mutuality and consent, reduce risky and painful techniques, and challenge views that normalize coercion. And, uh, you know, so they did the, they did the study, and they, did this, they, they interviewed a lot of people, and, um, I mean, it's, you know, it's pretty funny. <laughs> 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 it is. I mean, this this very scientific paper includes just verbatim quotes from from British British anal sex enthusiasts that are pretty awesome, such as. Um, well, here's Emma, okay. a, a, a young British anal sex enthusiast, okay. uh, and she For says, participants. She says, as soon as the whole incident happened, where well, he didn't warn okay, I'm me. Gonna stop you yeah, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> Which part of the country was she from? I don't know. Yeah, I think we need to know whether this I was think, let's London, specify. Industrial North, or Well, that'd be Industrial Southwest. North. I'm going to go Industrial North on that one. Oh, I think you'd hit London a bit harder than you think you did. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, you read this one. I'll read the next one and try to do something. Okay. Okay, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to... I'm. You know what? I'm going to go classier. I'm going to go higher. As soon as the whole incident happened where he didn't warn me, it just hurt. It was just pain. <laughs> it was just like, no. No one could possibly enjoy that. It was just horrible. I guess he could have used lube. Maybe that would have helped, but I don't know. Apparently, if you're tense, it hurts more, I guess, which makes sense, really. But I don't see how you could be tense <laughs> in that kind of situation. Well, I just made it depressing. But it <laughs> yeah. shows the laughter. It shows the, la- you know, she's, she's laughing. Um, but I mean, her statement kind of sort of proves why the education needs to come a bit, because she didn't seem like she was prepared for it. Yeah, I said... <laughs> Yeah, so that wasn't like, meant as a funny phrase. I, yeah, I guess he could have used lube. Maybe that would have helped. Uh, yeah, before that. Like, before that. Well, that she said something before um, that, didn't she, about he... He didn't warn me. Yeah. So, That's not yeah. right on any level. I don't care if you're actually having sex. No, 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 no. I, sorry, I was laughing. I'm reading ahead. Uh, young men in our study, while often keen on anal sex in principle, were sometimes unenthusiastic about the physical reality. I thought it was going to be a lot better, to be honest, <laughs> says, oh. says Ali. Well, 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 what's this now? <laughs> Sometimes it does feel better than the vaginal sex, but I wouldn't say I preferred it. And from young, Okay, I mean, it would have been vaginal rather than vaginal. vaginal. That's an American and pronunciation. From oh, really? That's how you guys say So here's my favorite. That's the only thing that was wrong about <laughs> it. So yes. That's all that was wrong. Everything else. Here's perfect. my favorite. From young people's accounts, it seems that condoms were not often used, but when they were, it was usually for basic hygiene, not sexually transmitted infection prevention. So you don't get shit on your dick, says Carl. Wait, that's not in the, art. That's not in the scientific paper, is it? Hold on a second. Oh yeah, it is. So yep. you don't get shit on your dick. Yep. I think that's a lot of this um, is proving why we can't be scientists. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't because, interview these kids because this is quite this? a serious study on a public with public health implications. Yes. Oh yeah, and the, and the results are terrifying, and it's awful, and it's uh, you know uh, hookup culture, etc. Well, I think this is this is this is one of those cases where, like, I I. I'm largely pro-porn. I think porn yeah. is, for the most part, a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. However, one of the problems with porn, particularly when it comes to anal porn, is it doesn't show any of the preparation needed. It's no, just, no. It's just, yeah, you know, you just do that and you it works do out some fine. other things first, yeah, and then you yeah. just put it in there. You need more pro and more post. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I, in fact, I just and this just is a little reminder of reality. I will watch a hardcore porn, but but nine months later, I'll watch a live birth video. <laughs> because 
I, I, you know, as morals, it's important to because you want you have to have responsibility with these actions things. have consequences. Actions yeah. have consequences. So I, I write down, of course, yeah. all the right, to keep alive when <laughs> <laughs> you have to watch a live birth video to make sure the ethnicity matches up exactly with the nine months later in the original. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. So that's just saying that it should be put within sort of a discussion should be had within schools or during sex education and things like that. Or we well, I mean, it's it's more. I guess they're also saying that like just the normalization of it should be addressed but there's no mm. real way to do uh, I don't think anything in a classroom is going to change no, what absolutely. people say well I guess the thing with it well, is harm, harm reduction is great it's a great way of but I guess it's still a delicate subject because part of the reason it's so popular is because um, or so popular as a thing that people want to do is because it's still the uh it's the it's the chalice that's you know it's the it's, it's the, still the taboo or, yeah. that's the and you know porn makes it a thing that well look it's there it's hey she's doing right, it why right. aren't we um, but it's still that thing that's the the thing that guys you know down the pub not everyone around the table with the pint has done it so it's like hey right. it so it's like it's like you know yeah I mean these these, these findings are. Um they're not great. It's, it right. says uh, women experiencing pain were often depicted as naive or flawed. Men and women said that uh, men and women. I mean, that's the that's the terrifying thing. Said mm-hmm. that women needed to relax more to get used to it. Um, you see, again, yeah. to get used to it. It's like right. Do you know what I mean? So no, well, bring this that's, down, but. Well, no, that's yeah, that's brutal. It's like, yeah, it's the, it's the, there's a there's a there's a thing that's got into culture that it's got into our brains now that it's like we're trying this. Well, if you don't like it, we just keep doing it till you do because it, that with this, right. it's yeah, right. There's definitely. Been, I mean, I I don't know if anybody's found if there's been hard studies about this that have proven it, but it does seem like there's <laughs> the pornification of. I'm culture. being very serious about uh, that. Then you say there's been hard studies, hard and studies, I giggle yes, like a child. Yes. I'm pathetic. No, no, no. It's, but I mean, like the, the pornification of, of culture is real, even though they're saying that this is. They were saying th- these studies aren't too dependent on on people's exposure to porn, wasn't that what? It, what well, they it said it's only one factor. But I mean, in general, every I think the bar just keeps getting set higher and higher in, yeah. in a quicker fashion. Like I think yeah. in the last fifteen years, what's become normal has changed pretty drastically. Yeah, Absolutely. and that's a great thing. But the, one <laughs> of the problems I think in general, but the, I, yeah, this yeah, there definitely needs to be more education on. Hey, if you're going to have anal sex, it can be fun as long as you do a lot of these things first. Yeah, absolutely. Or if it's not fun, that's not a feeling on either party's part. Yeah, it's it's also, it's like if someone doesn't want to try it because perhaps, you know, uh, like, look, I've had some stuff up my ass, you know, and (laughs) we talked about this, I think. Yeah. Have we? Uh, Maybe we have it. We have. I don't know if we've discussed it. on You and I have. Sure. You know, but I totally also get that it's like. You know that's not that's not for everybody. It's it's not it, it's not for everybody. Yeah, yeah. well, and it's it's not for me anymore. You know, it's yeah. a thing. It was like I was I was a lot younger. I was one of these fucking kids. You know, like and sure. Uh, yeah, sure, shut sure. a thing in there. You know, but then it's like, yeah, it's. I think that it's it's very hypocritical of a lot of these young men, who would never want to get railed in the ass. Absolutely, to be like. What are you a freak because you don't like the you know yeah it's fucking weird man absolutely and that's yeah that's that's the point that's <laughs> part like, of it isn't it it's like it's like Matt says it's, a, very it's clearly still it's, a thing going up your ass yeah exactly <laughs> like, so it's both the points are great that Matt's point of you know okay so but here's the educational one yeah. it's actually going to be like that's also a, for a, both of a you pet hate of my it, you sort of see it cropping up in like in stand up trope like a stand up comedy like tropes and it, in general that sort of oh it's my birthday's coming up you know what that means I get uh, to that yeah. Oh, or if I do this, then she's going to give up. 
give up this and go, why are you with someone who has to be tricked into this sex act or do it in in response, like, on a special occasion? Like, if it's become transactional, it's probably not a thing that both parties <laughs> always, yeah, if, like, It's always like, from the point of view of the guy What's as the well, joy of it if, if you're not with someone who, like, if it's really that important, if anal sex is really that important to you, go out with someone who likes it. Yeah, because well, that's they the thing, exist. Like, that's, that's what I was saying. Just don't go out with someone right. and then sort of, like, sort of coerce them or trick them into... That's it. When you hear these stories like this, it's always that kind of, yeah, I'm going to tap her in the ass because that's what I like. It's never that kind of, oh, God, I've got to go home and fuck her in the ass again because uh, <laughs> she's all she wants nowadays. That's and, thing. You know, Which also of, exists. Yeah, well, exactly, like, also exactly, of course exists. it does. And so it should. It's, uh, yeah. Yep. That's true. So that's... I don't know what the conclusion was of this paper. Well, the conclusion, I think, was that, 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 hey, this is happening a lot, and these are the psychological components behind it. Who did the paper? Where where was Uh, it from? Let's see here. Let me find it. I think it was was uh, Evil Angel Films. (laughs) (laughs) Larry Flint Industries? No, uh, that's not true. It was... Let me scroll to the chat. How did I lose it also? Um, It was done by... Was it you three? None of you want to say. <laughs> uh, we have been doing. You found this, us out. Uh, I'm looking at uh, Dr. Cicely Marston's email address to try to figure out what that would be. I s h t m dot a c dot u k. Oh, uh, London School of Trop- of Hygiene and Tropical Me- Medicine is what it says at the top there. Cool. And tropical medicine. Yeah, London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine. Yeah, funding was obtained from the University of London, I think. Wow. Oh. Uh, funding was obtained from the Economic and Social Research Council. Uh, they had to get the ethics approval. Let me see. I'm pro the study. I'm not quite sure what you end up doing with the findings. Right. Yeah, I'm not sure what the, what the actionable information out yeah. of this is. Besides, it's a it's just a big it is a big bummer that there is this sort of bro culture of like it doesn't even sound like most of these. Like, no one's into it, but everyone thinks they're supposed to be into it on both sides. Well, of that's the, the thing. So doing it, it to be good. Well, they, it's the challenge. Or they whatever. said a lot of these guys also didn't like the idea, but it was like a one-upmanship <laughs> thing. It's, right. it's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Sucks, yeah. And also, yeah. to be fair, looking at I'm just looking through the abstract now. Just again, sort of critiquing this whole study. Except for Carl, participants: 130 men and women aged 16 to 18 from diverse social backgrounds. That's not a very big sample size. Right. Not that big. No. Like, particularly from three different places, three contrasting sites. No. So you're talking, like, 40 to 45 people from each well, location. That's not that much, particularly if you're trying to find... Well, the, and the majority of kids that I assume aren't that sexually active anyway. Yeah, so you're they're, really... they're finding, like, right. hardcore couples. And then are... also you've got to find people who are willing to admit to certain things and to enjoying certain things and things that have to do... So there's a lot of skewing in this information. It, it feels marginally bullshitty. Right, right. But anyway. Or, or at least not, if not bullshitty, at least not that information heavy like it doesn't i don't know how much this is really telling us well it feels like the thing we were discussing with the uh the area as well maybe they've just for the north they've just taken like a spectrum of of up there and yeah and that you know it's it feels i don't know it it doesn't seem much more it for an academic paper it doesn't seem that much more rigorous than a magazine article and i'm not sure i don't don't know i could be i could be doing it a disservice maybe 130 people is but also 130 men and women as well so that's so, assuming it's roughly a 50-50 split, that's 65 uh, of each gender. Yeah. And then, so that's, for each region, it's barely 20 women. 
Yeah, we, we, that's, I think we're in agreement that like, it, not it, that it's rigor. a little suspect. I didn't read the full article, but I'm not even sure if they controlled for things like the consumption of alcohol because God oh. knows a delicious Lagunitas <laughs> might be might be might be a factor in in. Uh, well, not bad, Andy. In the decision to, to, to go through with, with an act like this. What you are know, you doing? You're drinking L- a delicious Lagunitas. Lagunitas sent us some free beers, Adrian. That's Lagunitas. what this is right. about. India Lagunitas Paleo. sent us some beers, and so <laughs> Andy does this on the air. Oh. Uh, like, here's, okay. Our listeners have been uh, I've been surprised how many listeners didn't know about the beer before and have since it really purchased it I, and posted pictures on Twitter. I imagine that was the conversation in which they absolutely wanted you to do that. <laughs> I doubt anyone if from. Could have really I don't think anyone from Lagunitas listens to the podcast. <laughs> they just see that people tweet pictures of them with. Wait, the isn't that how we found out about it? Oh, but I mean, he's on board. Yeah, Scott Burley works for Lagunitas, but not in that, that department. But he hooked us up with. I thought it was with Barley. This, uh, I'm pretty sure it was um, Burley. Thank you, Scott. By the way, the, the thank beer you, Scott. Is uh, thank you, Andy. Loves the beer. Here is a story. You all love the beer. What? <laughs> don't make it about me. Here is a story that I. Uh, here is a story that I thought was that reeked to bullshit until sure. I watched the video where they showed examples and I was like holy shit this does work it was actually from a couple of weeks ago but I've not been able to bring it up on the show yet because I've been away yeah. uh, and it involves crisp packets or chip packets depending whether you read the story on an American or British website sure. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, can be used to eavesdrop on conversations this is um, this is some researchers from MIT who <laughs> extracted audio from a silent video of everyday objects including crisp packets and potted plants uh, this is kind of remarkable yeah. and also terrifying. And it's one of these ones where you go, why are academic... Like, I wish they hadn't discovered this because... Right. And who funded this I think it's nice. They're doing their science over lunch. Still. So, <laughs> yeah. Science all the time. I like it. It's, it's reconstructing sound from a video of an object that, that is in the same room as that sound. Right. So obviously sound is a vibration of air molecules, which also caught which then causes a vibration of the things it comes into contact with. Uh, these vibrations are tiny and impossible to detect with the human eye, but with a video of it and with the right software, which they've written, they can convert those vibrations back into the original sound waves. Yeah. And they, this video, which they have here, they have some examples of having played sounds of music, uh, and conversation, and they've reconstructed it, and it's good enough to make out the actual sentences. Wow! Like it's good wow. enough to make out words, which wow. means which is. I'm still a, semi-processing it, if that makes sense as to yeah. what they actually. So so yeah. effectively, and they tested this through soundproof glass where they filmed it. Right. So essentially, here's the deal. Your- <laughs> that was a great way. So essentially, here's the deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> here's the deal, guys. Here's the deal. I thought you were going to wrap it to me. Then he just <laughs> he just turned his chair off backwards. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he did so, that. Yeah, yeah. See, uh, like Shakespeare was like the original rapper. <laughs> <laughs> What's the um, deal, Matt? <laughs> so, imagine, for example, we're two spies, and I know we both imagine this a lot. Yeah, we're two yeah. spies, and we're in a room, and we're having a conversation. And the sound isn't getting out. Right. No of, sound is getting out. Of the room at of all. Of the room so that we check in. for bugs, yeah. everything. We're having this conversation behind soundproof glass. Soundproof glass. And... There's some Doritos on the table. Yeah. <laughs> There's some Doritos on the table or a pot or a potted plant. Anything. Any other object. Yeah. Uh, and then there's and a guy with an absurdly an obje- large camera. 
disappointed I just, at that. No, it just, okay, it just hit me in the head. So, so they're, they're taking filming the image of the. They're the, taking the image wow. of the plant oh that is vibrating God. with us, with the sound Red. waves oh of our conversation, God. and yeah. they can, from that video, That's reverse crazy. engineer the sounds again. Right. But it only How sounds are they doing crazy that with Chris Packets? So they oh, are. so it's the Chris Packet they're watching. The yeah, so they're oh, I'm thinking like that they're using the Chris Packet as a speaker or something. No. That's why I wasn't no, processing. No, no, no. I was going, how the hell are In they doing way. that? So, so we're, talk- we're talking, there's a yeah. packet of... There's yeah, yeah. A- there's an empty packet of Doritos on the table next to us. Yeah. And we're having this conversation. Wow. And obviously the sound waves are traveling from our mouths to each other's, to the ears, but also bouncing off the walls and bouncing off the Chris Packet. That Chris Packet is vibrating... And those vibrations can be filmed. That is fantastic. It doesn't it, work with ruffles. <laughs> <laughs> really screws it up. It, it says in this article, it's similar to laser microphones, which are, which spies use. Laser microphones work oh, that way. Yeah, yeah of course. So it's La- laser point. mic. <gasps> but wow. this is, you don't need this high-tech technology. Here's what's even more crazy. I would have thought, first of all, that this sounds totally possible, but only with some ridiculously high-resolution camera. But that's not even... That's not... This is the crazy bit. So the first stage of this algorithm, they needed a camera that records very high-speed video to detect these tiny vibrations. Of course. Uh, The frequency of the video has to be substantially higher than the frequency of the sound. So audible sound ranges from 20 to 20,000 hertz, and the sound can be extracted from a camera with a frame rate higher than that frequency. Conventional cameras, like an iPhone camera, has has a frame rate of just 60 frames per second, which, so that can't be used to extract anything more than extremely low frequency sounds. Enter the second wave of this research project. Well, because a, a hertz would be a, uh, one, that's, a, that's one wave per second. Yes. Right. So, so the, one it's the amount of vibrations, second. right? Yeah. So 60 frames per second, you'd have to have some, yeah. you'd have to have sound that is noticeably lower than 60 hertz. I know they so, did that thing where they recorded... I think the Nyquist rate, you could only do half of, I'm guessing 60 frames per second could only capture 30 hertz yeah. and below. I'm so assuming that was, the 60 so, frames per second on the iPhone to get technical about it is the slow-mo mode as well. Yes. Yeah, okay. So this is... Um, so that's... So you traditionally need... So for the first version of this, you need a very high-speed camera that's pointing at these objects. They're saying like uh, 20,000 frames per second or so, yeah, which right. is a ton of it's data. Like which is, unbelievably yeah, slow. Which is a very high-quality camera, very expensive camera. <laughs> Here we go, though. Um, they came up with a second technique. This is where it gets even scarier, which uses the rolling shutter. It's where you can smell the crisps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you just smell the Doritos, you know the conversation. So digital, digital cameras, digital video cameras, don't use... Don't don't take pictures the same way the old school cameras used to, which is just yeah. the pic- the shutter opens and closes for each frame. Yeah, it used to instead, be uh, 24 to 25 per second. Yeah, so instead, rolling shutters, which are on many digital video cameras, including things like iPhones, record the video line by line. So it takes... Oh, my God. So it takes the different lines at a different yeah. rate. And from that, far more data can be extracted from it, and it can actually... And again, in this oh video, which we'll God. post on the website, they've used, I think it's an iPhone camera, or just a fairly bog-standard sure. high-street, uh, over-the-counter digital camera, and they have successfully reconstructed audio to, again, it, sound, it doesn't sound perfect, it sounds like a... But you can, hear it. You can fully make that's, out both the conversation uh, and the music. That's just incredible. 
I still don't understand how the line by line thing makes that possible, but I could. I have to think about it for a while. It gets demonstrated quite nicely in this video. We'll post the video on the I website. Will check it out. I would recommend you have a look at it because the video. And by the way, when we say we're going to post all these, we mean we'll post links to these articles that have the videos embedded. Um, yes. And I guess we could, we could embed the, the videos themselves, but it would just seem like it would clutter things up. But lot, we'll but. post it on uh, on our on our squarespace.com website. Yes, we will at probablyscience.com, powered by Squarespace. And uh, yeah, we will post that and go, yeah, if you go to probablyscience.com. who powers the website, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it shows. <laughs> Sorry, it, sh- it shows. Oh, always the bridesmaid. <laughs> um, yeah, it shows. It shows that it explains it. The researcher's video talks through far better than we actually can. But it's uh, and it comes up and it shows the examples of how it's reproduced. It's insane and terrifying. I see if I can actually hang on. I see if I can play a little bit of. I should have had this queued up to the exact point, but. Get that mic right up okay, on there. Okay, here we go. I'm going to put the microphone on, on here for this specific part. Regular consumer cameras. Here we see a 60 frames per to second video of a bag of candy captured mm-hmm. on a regular consumer DSLR while our Mary Had a Little Lamb music played through a nearby loudspeaker. I don't know where the speaker on your laptop is, but that's still not quite... <laughs> By using a variation of our technique on the rows of the recorded video, we are able to recover this audio, which includes frequencies more than five times higher than the frame rate of our camera. Wow. And that's just with the shitty camera. Yep. Yeah. Jeez. So nothing is safe ever again. No, it's over. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. So that was that was with just a regular sixty frame per second DSLR video camera. Um, if you have just a DSLR video camera and a bag of chips, you too can make your own Transformers soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was like that's just then that was identifiable. That's how it, they do it dubstep. Was, yeah, it was bad was, quality, wow. but it was absolutely identifiable. identifiable yeah. as Mary had a little lamb. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I I still can't. I, I yeah. So I can't if, believe it. If all else fails, we can just start doing this podcast by talking around some chips. If someone else is videotaping said chips, yes. Yeah, if we I mean, that's a cheaper way to do it, I think. We've got cameras. Let's just videotape some <laughs> chips and do the podcast that way. Return the mixer and mics and yeah. Yeah. Give back. You know, give back to the community. <laughs> that's how you give back. <laughs> Returning things to Guitar Center is how you give back to the community. <laughs> guitar Center helps community. I don't know. Okay. <clears throat> um Adrian, uh what do you have coming up, buddy? Where can people find out stuff? Where can they? You? Where can we find about you? Where can um, we? Where can we get more of you? You uh, you can follow me on Twitter if you want at Adrian Poynton. Um, that's P O Y N T O N. Yeah, um, I update it very rarely, but nice. you know that's you can talk to me on there if you want. Um, and not a lot. I've got a few things happening, but none of them. None of them I can really talk about. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, because that's not me being coy. That's me going, because they're not going to happen. No, so, no. Um, but they seem exciting right now. But no, yeah, totally no, get um, it. I'm around. I'm occasionally doing stand-up in LA. Uh, not so much at the moment, because I'm busy with other things. But, you know, it's the Things you can't talk about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could. That's okay. Yeah. Your bottomless haircutting business. Yeah, that's right. 
You gotta be careful with those scissors. Oh, is it? God, leaning over someone just like brushing against. Ugh, yeah. Well, you wouldn't want to do a bottomless haircut you from a give man. Some, <laughs> give someone a bottomless haircut, yeah. Andy. I, I imagine that's strangely less awkward than a topless one because they're not brushing. They're not like you know boob on either shoulder. But then again, where, where would your you're not going to see where would your junk line up if you're like leaning over somebody? Well, how into, low is the chair? The hairdresser yeah, you're going to higher up chair. Your hairdresser going, likes yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think you would ever come in. I got to say, with my ball out haircut, um, never even brushed. Never even brushed. Okay, it's a respectful distance he keeps with yeah. a single. Not once. Um, oh, here's one thing you can plug. I just I just Google to check that it was a thing that that it's on sale and it's on sale even through Amazon. So you could buy it using our link. Is White Van Man. Oh. Which is the, it's the uh, BBC sitcom, sitcom I, that you that you wrote, that yeah, Adrian wrote. Uh, you can buy that on DVD. Yeah. I think you'll probably need a, a British region DVD player, but please buy it. There's two yeah, seasons we, of that available, 12 episodes, and I'm very, very proud of it. We so, have yeah. British yeah. listeners. I probably yeah. should have mentioned that in the in the, um, no, in the introduction to explain who you were as well. Like, yeah, fine. Any of our listeners who watched White Van Man, and it ran for... Oh, yeah, we didn't give any credits up Did front. That's all right. It yeah. ran for two oh. series on BBC Two. We just said BBC your name. Uh, it was BBC Three, and then they did some repeat stuff on BBC One. But, uh, yeah, so BBC Three. Starring Will Meller and well, others. Why were you on any of the other BBCs? Was this a problem there? <laughs> yeah, no, right. Only I on two BBC channels. And it is, a, it is a certificate 15. Yeah, so yeah, it would be. 15-year-olds and older. They will enjoy it. Is that what that's called? Certificate 15? That's, that's yeah, the that's TV a, rating? Yeah, we do. What do we do? PG 12. But it became 12A then, didn't it? Uh, 15 and 18. So much more specific versions of what you do Canada, and that kind of Canada was very old. specific too like it would be like you know uh, this is this is rated TV 11 and a half right you know yeah that's really they calculated specific. the exact age <laughs> that is <laughs> able to do prime watching age for this right right man uh, we're going to be at the podcast fest. Yes, uh, I, I think we haven't mentioned for a few episodes that you should, uh, if you're buying tickets to see us at the LA Podcast Festival, where we're performing live on Sunday, September 20, 28th, you should do that by first going to probablyscience.com and clicking the link that we will put in this uh, episode so that they so that we know that the fans of our podcast are the ones that came to buy the tickets. So, um, oh, so like yeah. when you go to see a band and they ask you, like, exactly. give that name of that band. If you click on the link that you'll see in this week's episode, uh, and then buy, you can buy a day pass or a full weekend. Only $100 gets you into all three days. You can see 35 podcasts that include uh, WTF with Mark Marin, um, Jimmy Pardo's Never Not Funny, Aisha Tyler's Girl on Guy, uh, Jay Moore's More Stories, lots of great podcasts. This American Life, this The American. Moth. <laughs> uh, Risk, actually, better than The Moth, if you like storytelling podcasts, they'll be there. Um, and it's a really fun weekend. Like Everybody's hanging out in the same area, and you get to see all your favorite podcasters live. And uh, if you uh, come up to me and mention this podcast episode, I'll buy you a beer. Let's say that. Yeah, I'm not afraid to do that. Sure, why not? I, told you, uh, I think you underestimate our, our reach, Andy. Do I? You're going to buy so many people beer. Here's what we're okay, going to do. the first person to do it gets a free beer from me. Okay, yes. or we'll just take some Lagunitas. We'll just give you a beer. Or we'll give you, yes. We'll I'll, give you I'll a have Lagunitas. some in my hotel room. So the hope in the sofa So if you find your way to Andy's yeah. hotel room, <laughs> you'll, <laughs> you'll get a beer and then a topless to haircut. I didn't mention that this all takes place at the Sofitel, <laughs> the Sofitel Hotel in Beverly Hills, which is uh, a really nice place. And if it's you find your way to Andy's located. Beverly Hills hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if you're at the podcast festival, I'm staying at the hotel where all the shows are happening so uh so andy who already lives in la yes. has got a hotel room in beverly hills yes for the night. i'm one of the producers of the festival yes so <laughs> we're getting to the... make any kind of big mistake <laughs> you guys you guys uh ever done as like big as a cuff uh, 
you guys blood ever done, pressure. done road work with various comics who will drop where they're staying into their set? It's the oh, sleaziest God, it's the thing. Worst, isn't it? Um, what do you think about someone who just begs for... Because uh, a lot of comics get booked back at clubs because they ask the audience to buy them drinks on stage because that gets everyone else drinking and makes the club money. No. So it trumps yeah. you being God. funny sometimes as far as getting booked because this wasn't well, that guy's I, here. This he is the thing booked, I found right. out about recently was um, pushing shots from the stage. Right, yeah. Where everyone goes like, hey, I think we should, I think we should do a shot. Who wants to do it? Let's do a shot. And, wow. And then they get it's a shot. To make the comic gets a club. shot on stage yeah. and about like 50 people in the audience order shots as well and they do it all together right and in the meantime that the bar has just made an extra yeah right like 500 or 250 dollars the club owner is in love with this comedian now for making money yeah wow Uh, what's your take on that because i don't turn down Uh, if someone wants to uh, buy me uh, i think we should have the turkey salad (laughs) who wants to do a turkey salad (laughs) let's do some cheese sticks (laughs) who wants cheese sticks You guys raise want to start them high, a Kickstarter raise them high. Let's yeah. <laughs> start a Kickstarter. New lighting rig. <laughs> um, this, I mean, I, this gig went off. They were ordering guacamole. <laughs> Man, hey, no, he he really sucked up there. But God, he sold a lot of turkey salad. Get him back. Get him back quick. Oh, you mean Andy mozzarella sticks wood? Yeah, we'll have that guy back. Yeah, that's the rating system they give yeah. you nowadays. Um, no, I didn't mean it as like promotion. I just mean because they want to get laid. The oh, yeah, yeah. I, I know. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, but no, I was just thinking of other things people do from the stage for different than comedy reasons. For different than comedy yeah, reasons. Yeah. I've, um, never, I've never seen it quite in that kind of, hey, I'm staying at this hotel, so if you want to come and knock on 403, that's fine. That just, I've, you know, it's, it's a little more, more that subtle kind of, than that, but it's very much putting out there that you are available yeah, and yeah. staying at uh, a nicer we'll hotel right. than mm. where the audience probably lives. Yeah, I've seen that you know? and the equivalent in many things like it. Yeah. Like that was not the implication. All I was saying was I forgot to mention that the Sofatel is where the festival no, is no, happening. No. It's I, my totally. point. I know. Just so you but know. I've worked, you know, I've worked also, comics. just to be clear, you don't have your room number yet. That will be a sign on check-in. That will be given on next week's <laughs> podcast. And, right. It'll be given on next week's podcast. Um, no, I mean, I've worked with comics who've literally been like, yeah, I got a piano in my room. You know? I always want to p- play a piano naked. What kind of sleazy ass uh, First of all What kind of hotel Has a piano in the room That's A lot of amazing. penthouse suites Will have a piano Really? Or something Yeah Wow God, I was uh, writing by my fireplace In my room And uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, dropped, I dropped my notepad In the jacuzzi And you know <laughs> Yeah It's just the, the sleaziest I was, Amazing um, There was a hotel In Canada But I've never pushed shots To answer your question no, Okay There's a hotel in Canada And it was the weirdest layout uh, I stayed in one. It was like a suite, but the room had the same room had the jacuzzi, uh, the fireplace, and the desk, like the kind of writing desk. <laughs> so love it's it. Like, love it. It's like what, like business and pleasure, all in the same. Wow. I had the exact opposite problem than sort of saying to the audience, "Hey, I'm at this hotel that I was doing a show. I think it was in Edinburgh somewhere," and. Um, and I remember getting to the hotel. I was really late. I'd run off a train, and I was just—I had to get to this show. And um, and I threw my stuff in the room at this like small little guest house. And I said to the guy, um, uh, "Can I? You haven't given me a key yet." He went, "Oh no, I haven't got one. We'll just leave the door open. It's fine." So if you can just be sure you're back by eleven, that'll be fine. Like Whoa. I'm going to lock the door at this point, so you won't get in. I was like, "That no, you've got to give me a key. This is like a hotel. You can't do it like that." And I was—I had to get to the gig, and it got to the point where we argued a bit, and I was just like, "Oh fuck it, I'll be back by 11. So I was on stage desperately trying to. 
the audience, okay, that's great. Now I've got to go now. Um, just because I had to get back to my hotel. Oh, yeah. So it's the exact opposite of homeless. Yeah, it's the exact opposite hanging out around afterwards going, hey, ladies. It was that kind of, I've got to go. I've done that where they were going to tow my car. Wow. Like it was just, I'm not parked in a good spot. And I've just got to get off the stage. I, I tell you the closest I ever came to telling the, the sort of hotel. So it was, I, I did a gig and I, I had come in that day or something like that. So I just jumped on a train and um, <laughs> I got to the hotel. Uh, no, I got, the, I got there and there was no hotel or something. So I remember sort of saying to the audience, I got this gig really late. So if anyone's got a sofa, I can stay on because it was that pathetic. Yeah. So I was like begging for accommodation. <laughs> well, no, I've never stayed in, pathetic. I've never stayed in good hotels. Right. Like I'm, I, I'm, I'm always the guy they'll put in the club condo or a really awful motel. But I'm saying like, I have worked with comics who, yeah. oh yeah, no, I've opened for people yeah, that yeah. they'll have in some penthouse crazy also suite. Had the, had the thing of this happens a lot more in the UK where UK comedy clubs. The, so the weekend comedy clubs, specifically certain ones, have like market themselves very heavily towards stags and hens or bachelors and bachelorettes yeah, yeah. as you call them stags and, and hens yeah. I love it yeah. and uh <laughs> I, <laughs> that was the campest reaction to that yeah. Ooh, stags and hens and no it's no, cute it's cute. adorable nice and group also, of birds over there yeah. I like it right. <laughs> the, the number of times who wants like, to self-identify as a hen I can see stag yeah. but who wants to be like we're all hens oh yeah it's a hen party you know those sexy it's sexy hens hen do hen party we'll all get excited and lay eggs later yeah um, wow. But the number of like the number of times I've been coming down the lifts, elevators, okay. and uh, like to to head out to the gig, and I'll just be in there with like seven <laughs> loud women wearing feather boas with L plates and oh, yeah, no. and just and tiaras mm, and yep. just go, and just going like I absolutely know I'm gonna like I'm gonna walk ahead of them because I'll be quicker than six people in a group. But I know that they will be three minutes behind me, and I'll, yeah. I'll see them at the back of that gig. Which means then you're in the same hotel oh, later. It's the worst. Yep. Yeah. I yes. did. I did a Christmas party once, and I knew it was going to be a really horrible night for me on stage as I entered the room at the same time as uh, also because office- you were doing a Christmas party. Oh, yeah, yeah, doing a Christmas yeah. party, and I, I entered the venue at the same time as an office party of thirty, all dressed as clowns. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably not a good night. That one. No, it's horrible. <laughs> Wait, was it a clown office or? <laughs> yeah, got, they do yeah. stuff in the day, Andy. Yeah, they've, got, they've all got jobs. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we're so we're going to be at the podcast. Let's festival. all just get into yeah. our single car. So we should get an even faster carpool lane. Those guys, oh, the clowns. Yeah, they really. What is? Is that a June bug? We're being attacked by giant bugs. That is the biggest bug I've ever seen. It's bright green. That's a June bug, I think. It's as loud as a helicopter. Um, Matt's Holy about to drop that is his mic. Oh, that's enormous. It looks like a hummingbird. Massive. That's a June bug, right? No, th- those are those scarab things that are all over our house now. Oh my god, it's awesome! It's so bright, it's like bright the green, green, and it's iridescent. Get a photo for the website so we can tell okay. people why wow. we're being I'll try a to get a picture. Like it's been animated for a 3D movie. Yeah, that's that's insane. So and we're now gonna it's stuck we're, on its back and it can't fly. Okay, I'll, I'll try. Get, to, so get the photo now. So we'll uh, see you guys uh, oh, next week. Okay, yes, if we, we will. make and it, we're gonna have uh, oh, it's gonna go. Nate Wilson's new theme. Not, I mean, not it's not gonna be coming. Where's it going? Ah. Yeah, we're gonna play us uh, play us out with. We'll do it live. Um, we're gonna play you out with the kinky fingers. Yeah, <laughs> and um, <laughs> in the meantime, any questions, comments, clarifications, probably science. Oh, it's attacking. You can tweet us at probably science. We have some time left. Uh, if you want, just like <laughs> get away. If you want to write a nice little mo- like memorial for us on iTunes, that helps or Stitcher, like write like rate our show. Uh, oh! Oh! Whoa, whoa, whoa! It just came right over. Oh. <laughs> this has been a fun episode. What's happening? Good. Uh, 
What is that? It's, it's been huge. nice knowing you guys. Get the photo. I got a shooting video of it. Even better. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah, guys. Hey, hey man, let's do it.